I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. I heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Alright, Travis, I'm gonna start the show, but then you're gonna introduce And by that I mean this is how we're starting the show. My name is what? Tom. Oh, oh, oh you did it. No, I didn't. That's not how we're doing the show. Oh, oh. <laughs> Wait, I had to intro it? Yeah, intro the fucking show, man. Right. Hey, welcome to Rose Mortem Cast. A show that Travis intros occasionally. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Travis. I am your Cody for this evening. I'm Tom. I'm Mike. And, and I'm Avery Lentz. Yes! Oh! <laughs> hey, buddy. Yay! Yeah. We've got Avery Party. from Battles and Banter. Great show. Uh, Avery, tell us a little bit about your show before we Absolutely. Well, for you ladies and gentlemen out there who have not had the privilege of dabbing into battles and banter yet we are a chill military history podcast that tries to take a more laid back approach if you've ever watched the show junk history that's kind of in the vein of what we try to do we try to make it approachable for historians and non-historians mostly non-historians alike and we don't just do military history uh we'll do fictional battles as well so if you like star wars you like lord of the rings you like game of thrones whatever we'll cover those battles too and uh yeah we um we just released our 69th episode. Cool. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, ayo. And uh, we actually will be doing our first like live stream tomorrow. Uh, we'll be doing uh, first bull run or first manassas, depending on where you're from, north or south, uh, for the, from the American Civil War. So, yeah, we got some cool stuff coming up. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, all the major listening platforms, and give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's how wow. you do it, guys. I'm always He's so like, much better than us. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do you do that? I gotta <laughs> ask. What, like, you, you do this battle-based podcast, very historically accurate. What brings you to an yeah. alt-right podcast like us? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'm just a big fan of you guys. When we started out in the game, uh, you guys were some of our first followers on Instagram, I think. And then from Aww. there, it spawned. So, uh, you know, I've always wanted to be collaborating with all of the the ogs if you will um and i think one of one of the things i saw right off the bat on your channel that um i gotta tell you i am not so familiar with the civil war but you guys know your shit about that like you almost know too much (laughs) right which one (laughs) so but i appreciate it yeah we we try to like hit as many different topics as possible. And we will jump from like civil war to world war two. Yeah. Um, my grandfather was in Korea. So I've been on a big Korean war kick the last two years now, or last year and a half. Uh, Cause it's currently in its 70th anniversary. Um, so yeah, you know, we, we try to do as much as possible and yeah, the star Wars, you know, Lord of the Rings, even some Marvel stuff. We try to lighten them, lighten the mood and share the load and do all that stuff to try to, keep our listeners less bogged down with all the minutia that we talk about in terms of nonfiction. Of course. I well, just said minutia on our podcast. Minutia. Yeah. Good word. Yes. That's a, that's a code word. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, Look, historically speaking, <laughs> when it comes to our show, yes. the most important thing to me, not so much Travis, he's not into it is how is your week? So Avery, how was your week? <laughs> Could you tell us on the show? 
Well, my week. Well, let's see here. So um, it was a very long week of work, um, and I can't tell you too much about it because apparently I'm on a contract that I'm not supposed to divulge information. (laughs) I know it's super fancy. It's really not. It's a lot of stupidest shit. Um, But the point is, is uh, it's been a long couple of weeks. And so I am actually on the weekend before my PTO. I'm taking a week off of work and uh, I thought I'd kick it off with, you know, a little guest appearance on Rich Morning Podcast. And, oh, nice. Love you, baby. Uh, you yeah. know, and and uh, if I'm going to plug myself, uh, tomorrow is my 29th birthday. So, oh, hey. Oh, hey. Happy, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. Thank happy you, gentlemen. One more year left. Yeah, I'm about ready to get done with these <laughs> damn 20s. I'm honestly, I'm so ready for my 30s. I cannot tell you. Like, I, I am. Look at these guys. The 20s were, uh, were a hit. It was like a 50-50 hit or miss kind of decade for me. So <laughs> yeah, you have the 80s and then you have the 90s. It's the next yeah, decade the is always better until you're dead. <laughs> There's yeah, an understanding yeah. you have to know about being 30. Yes. Get a lawyer. Just have a lawyer. a lawyer. Get a lawyer and a dash can. Accountant. Yeah. Get, a, get an accountant. Lawyer or should I get a lawyer or a lawyer? Oh, uh, you're gonna get a lawyer. All right, lawyer. Lawyer, got You're going to dial eight. I think Salino is still in business. <laughs> yeah. One of them died. No, Barnes's brother is at it. Okay, Avery, thank you for your week. Mike, let's go to you. How was your week, Mike? Uh, I went on a date on Wednesday. That was, about, that was the Woo! highlight of my week, probably. How'd it go? Yeah. Uh, I think it went well until I told her like I thought I had bed bugs. <laughs> Mike! <laughs> I think that's where she stopped answering me. Like she stopped talking to me like soon after. No, no joke. Like, Deadass Mike was trying to give me like romance advice before we hit the whole ah, No, I mean I was just be- like I was like making conversations like, oh, I thought I had bed bugs. I had these bites. That's not them, convo. But yeah, it was probably too much too soon to tell someone that. You think? Like before, like <laughs> she'll come around. Ooh, and then like yeah. uh, we had like this awkward like ending, like where like she like was going home and like I was gonna give her a hug and she went for a kiss. And I went for oh. the kiss, and like it was like this awkward. She was probably trying to kiss you. To it was a straight up collision. That was a midair collision. Mike. I've been suffering on the inside for the past couple of days. Mike, uh, who wants to go next? No, bed bugs <laughs> add character, dude. That adds so much. I didn't character. have bed bugs. I didn't even have them. So I don't know why she doesn't love me. All right, well this is fine. Um, <laughs> these things I'm sorry, Cody. So off topic. Cody, <laughs> get us happen. out of this life. Share us with. Oh, your you want life. me to go now? Yeah, no, you no. said something about how handled before. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like literally like twenty minutes before the podcast, I fixed a door handle that cool involved like fucking sheer screws, and I felt like a big old man. But <clears throat> my mom's in town and visiting me, so I was hanging out with her uh, this morning, doing fucking errands with her and shit. One of the errands took us to fucking Costco. It's a big old wholesale thing. I was there uh, too. No. Yeah, I didn't Costco. see you there, buddy. I didn't see you there. But uh, I was in Costco, and I, and I, you know, because I don't know why they just have like the aged cheese like right next to the cargo shorts in like the center of the <laughs> store. Yeah, so like you know, I gravitate there naturally because it's just like what it's what I need. But um, in the middle of like you know God's creation, aka the Costco, there was like some local dude that was just dead ass taking his pants off and trying on shorts for everyone to see like he threw his shoes and shorts on the floor and just started trying on like respect the fucking apparel without any dressing there's no dressing rooms in costco yeah but that's what they get they don't have a dressing room it's called not giving a fuck they're not gonna get a dressing room they, that that precious space could yeah. be used for 700 pallets of toothpaste they're not going right? to get a dressing room <laughs> and I'm you're buying saying... the shorts for nothing 
Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, if I was running this business, I would have the dressing room and a personal person in there giving you free samples while you get naked. <laughs> All right. Why are you getting naked? What are you trying on? Cody, uh, let me ask you bra? something. I'm going to ask you something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you whistle at him? Because that would have got him to, to, yeah. to start thinking with the shame. <laughs> he was talk. with his son, though. He was he, uh, he was like, he had his kid with him. And I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Your father's a jerk. Um, <laughs> that was me this week. So fuck it. All right. Well, that's fun. Travis, come on. <laughs> I also went to Costco. <laughs> Tell me about it. How, you know, the pizza there? Oh. The, the pizza's so good there. Yeah, yeah well, dude. Oh, so I was on the Rich Stickman show. Uh, good show. On Thursday. That was a lot of fun. Me and Randy are doing a Biggest Loser competition. And Adam yeah. from Houston. From uh, oh, Biggest Loser. Shit. What nice guys. What, like a weight yeah, loss competition awesome. you guys are doing? Yeah, Randy. Randy needs to get married in Colorado. Needs and, to. Yeah, he needs to get married and he needs to lose weight. And so we're gonna go in head to head. I don't know. I mean, it's my goal to look like Job of the Hood if I ever get married. <laughs> you know, just sit there at the front of the altar instead of standing there. I'm just kind of like splayed out. And yeah, just yeah. Like, and oh, while you're in that sugar, just start trying on cargo yeah. shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's well, that's the actual marriage process. Is you have to chain your wife, like your job of the hut, and uh, <laughs> you know. Prince Don't forget Blair. the little like parrot thing that just yeah. is gonna squawk at people <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> you have to eat an entire frog before you say yeah. "I do." <laughs> Look how holy this union is! Unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> Tom. Yeah. How's your week? You know, my week is good. I gotta say, I I signed up for a gym. Oh, yeah, and nice. I'm going to Planet Fitness. Now, I've been uh, to other gyms. Planet Fitness is really a $10 gym. <laughs> yeah, wipe, make sure you wipe everything down. Explain. <laughs> yeah. A ringworm, they call it. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> well, so, sometimes they the ringworms are working out themselves. They're not just. Yeah. They're, they're present. Uh, <laughs> there's there's more something about the space there. There's something at the space. It's like Costco, but for people who are pretending to work out. Yeah. Nobody there seems to be interested in actually uh, doing like I would not. I would not want to talk to any of these people, let alone hire them. I can't believe they're employable. Where are they coming with this ten dollars a month? It's like it's like <laughs> yeah. a gym filled with homeless people, and then like one shredded grandma. <laughs> shredded. <laughs> that grandma's seen action. Slamma. Like there's not enough mirrors, so when you're hanging out with all like the beach bros and stuff, you're like you have to like kind of shoulder in and do your little workouts like there's very little for extensions you know you got a machine can i ask you if you started working out are you the type of guy that like will like bellow as they're lifting weights <laughs> and just like Ooh. scream guttural uh, yeah so i will i will yeah. do that yeah. <laughs> give us a give us an example like give us your a, how, how do you run. breathe well, how do, I, how do I breathe? I breathe on mic all the time. You're listening to me breathe. But when I go, like, sometimes to make space for yourself, you will, like, you'll play with your bottom lip. Yeah, I hoot like a barn owl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you let it, yeah. like, <gasps> and they have this thing at Planet Fitnesses where it's like, there's no lunks allowed. And the lunk, lunk, the lunk alarm, that has a lunk, the lunk no, alarm, lunk. right? So, so if you're a lunk, if you're a, if, oh, if oh. you're a mouth breathing <laughs> retard who's yeah, throwing weights down, <laughs> throwing them down nonstop, <laughs> they will ring an alarm as if uh, the <laughs> Taliban is coming, 
And they will say, <laughs> stop it. Stop being shredded. And I'll kick you I'm out. I'm just imagining Sorry, the, the lung police. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, we're and the lung police. And those same people go to the Carvel next door with their creatine powder. And they go, oh, I can't just eat a sandwich. I have to eat creatine powder with, with ice cream because cow milk. Listen, I, I'm just experiencing something new. I'll report back in. But yeah, going to the I gym. I like this. I like yeah. this. Yeah. You know what? You yeah. got to go every day. And you don't have to go crazy every day. But as soon as you don't go, you, you're not going anymore. You gain the weight. That's... You're just not going yeah. anymore. So you got to go every day. You should take steroids instead. You know, I, like, I like that mentality. I'm going to start doing Imagine steroids and lose meth. weight. There you go. Imagine if we could lose weight as easy as we gain it. That's that just... true. My God. Yeah, it's methamphetamine. Someone would invent that. But thank you. <laughs> Drugs. But thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, get your meth on. Join Planet Fitness. I didn't even, if you notice, I didn't say don't. Try it out. Yeah. Maybe well, you're yeah. one of these people. Yeah. But you go to any Planet Fitness. Try it out. I have met more people in my life that would work at a work well in a Planet Fitness than not so. Guys, we have a show to do. Oh, oh do. my God. It's special, mm-hmm. though. So, yes, we are doing another one of our master series. Not master class. That's a trademark. Is it? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't think so. Oh, fuck uh, us. Is so, it golf people? What? Is it golf people who have trademarked that? Oh, yes. It's probably Tiger Woods. Or uh, Phil Bill Daly. That's the only. That's the only other golfer I know. Arnold Palmer, Bubba. John Daly, or his name Arnie. Is. I like Arnie. Yeah. No, Delicious but we're doing drink. a master series. We are doing Confederate D bags from the Civil oh. War. So that was as I mentioned, Avery. You are a kind of a battlefield specialist. Oh, you and, planned this? Yeah, and I was like, what better person to have on? To like correct us when we're fucking up all the n- names and places and battles <laughs> than Avery. <laughs> yeah, I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can, you know, to make sure we don't blur any lines here. Keep us <laughs> on the tracks. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So without further ado, coat D, you're gonna have the first Confederate <laughs> Why are you saying it, rebel weird. scum. I got you. I got this. We're doing this. Welcome. I will be the first up tonight. I am doing the one, the only Nathan Bedford Forrest. Oh, good start. <laughs> Great start. A little bit heavy, but like strap in because I'm taking mm. you there. Uh, yeah. His nickname is uh, the Damned Butcher of Fort Pillow. Also okay. acceptable is the Wizard of the Saddle and Old mm-hmm. Ben are his aliases. So Ew. the Butcher right? of Fort Pillow, that is that the My Pillow guy? It sounds so comfortable, doesn't it? I would love to go to Fort Pillow and just frolic with that Jesus freak forever. But I mean, it's uh, a little bit darker than uh, all that. When you're a yeah. child, you make pillow forts. Yeah. So right? what? Yeah. What could what? go wrong? Yeah. This what is going to be great. What massacre? Nathan Bedford Forrest, born July 13th, 1821, in what was then called Chapel Hill, Tennessee. Uh, his daddy, Dearest, was a English blacksmith, or excuse me, he was an American, but a of English roots. As We're all British were. at our core, mm-hmm. so it's fine. And uh, Mummy Dearest boy. was a Scotch-Irish lass. <sighs> Disgusting. Uh, our boy, uh, I'm going to call him Forrest for the rest of this segment. Uh, Forrest was the oldest of 12 siblings. So, a good old day where, like, you just didn't pull out. Make a dozen and see what sticks. Right. Yeah, so I mean, it's really I'll, like a baby farm back then, dude. It's, it's like a baby farm and a baby roulette. 
Because, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, SIDS is a thing. Oh, yellow fever's a thing. Oh, cholera isn't figured out yet. So it's just like you, you cross your fingers and have a dozen. So although he was not formally educated, Forrest was able to read and write in clear grammatical English uh, from a young age. That's true. <laughs> I, I, sometimes the twang comes in and I can't hear it. I don't. I, some, I, I've heard. I've. 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 I've lost myself in southern accents before. Like what? It, Cody uh, has a. Uh, Cody actually has a Mesopotamian accent, and he uh, tries to cover it up. Chicago. Thank Miss you very Harry. much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chicago is uh, like the new Mesopotamia, right? Tower of <laughs> it was just the greatest yeah, the connection. Cradle ever. of fucking life, right there mm. in fucking Chicago. The cradle of pizza. Don't talk shit. It is Continue. good pizza, but whatever. Oh, Although, uh, at an early age, he was skilled on horseback, which is late, why later in life he gets the, 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 the hilarious nickname Wizard of the Saddle. Uh, Forrest was notably mild-mannered, except when he wasn't. When, you know, you pushed him too far, he would get enraged and do violent shit like, uh, I don't know, stab or shoot you. Oh, as That's exactly what he did when uh, his business partner slash uncle was killed by um the matlock family he killed two of those guys and stabbed a bunch of others ow still on a good old you know murder spree and you know vengeance for revenge this forest fella would have a fantastic tiktok imagine him oh my goodness yeah in the bathroom like, flickering the lights shit. putting on <clears throat> shitty contacts he got on ebay getting infections just being like you perforating drywall boy gets crazy man at the tender age of 16, he became the patriarch of the household after his father died. And in 1841, uh, he gets into the business of, surprise, surprise, uh, plantations and slaveholding. So they call it mm -hmm. like a planter-slaveholder type combo. And this is a lot, you know, not a surprise, but everyone who someone is doing that, you know. South of the Mason Dixon. Uh, well, it's very said, profitable. We we laid it up. We're talking about the Confederacy here, uh, Avery. But well, before we go further, <laughs> would you like to? Just, I feel like I feel like you have a better. I've dove into this craziness before. Have you heard of the Lost Cause and that whole? <laughs> That's mind blowing to me. Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I have been into the whole nightmare that is the Lost Cause since 2012. So I was in college when I first heard that term. And what that refers to is this ideology that the South, the Confederate States of America, seceded from the Union, not because they wanted to keep their enslaved individuals, but because of state rats, their rats to do whatever they wanted with their quote-unquote property, property being fucking people. Um, the point is, is that they had this narrative really nailed in at the turn of the 20th century. So as we were coming into the 1900s, pressing into World War I, eventually World War II, all the way up to the 60s, the narrative was North and South went to war. It was super tragic. And, you know, it was just... So sad for both sides, especially the Southerners, because they were just fighting for the same ideals that that, you know, their forefathers in the revolution had done it had nothing to do with the peculiar institution of American slavery. Yeah. That was not the cause of the war. That is straight up the biggest line of bullshit that <laughs> 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 ever. 
I, 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 I was convinced <laughs> this, this for a second. the biggest there. line of bullshit that American history has ever had. So, yeah, no. Make no mistake, folks. The American Civil War starts because of the big old slavery. Yeah. Uh, four million enslaved African Americans in the South before the Civil War. They make up uh, almost half of the population. There's only about nine million people in the American South before the Civil War. And, yeah, four million of them are enslaved blacks. Wow. And so – yeah, that is a very interesting concept and in how they were telling the story for years and years and years. But another interesting correlation with the Lost Cause is that when it started, we also were seeing a rise of something else you gentlemen may have been familiar with. And it's called Jim Crow, the Ooh, big what? segregation laws that didn't just rocket through the South. It was across the country, you know, at the turn of the 20th century, going into the 1900s. All these new laws that were segregating public places, white from black. This was at the time a huge agenda to not only promote segregation, but to promote white supremacy through the new narrative of the American civil war through that lost cause. And also through the um, formation of all these different monuments, which you may have now seen are getting taken down. So, Oh, that's everything what that's comes about. full circle. Yeah. That's what that's about. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Down. I think anyone, anyone that, that talks about lost causes, all you have to do is direct them to the, Declaration of Independence of the Confederacy. And I mentioned yeah. slavery like 14 times. And like a every single time. article of secession yeah. from the Southern States, <laughs> at least once mentions like, yeah, we're doing this because of slavery. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty cut and dry. In fact, the cornerstone speech from the vice president of the Confederacy, Alexander Stevens, he straight up is like, uh, we're founded on the principle that the black man is in fact inferior to the white man. And we are out here to uh, keep that in place. And that's a, a an ad lib of that. But yeah, that's basically yeah. It's a good uh, Southern accent. Was, I was there in my mind. I do declare. A jubilee and a mint julep. <laughs> I like to imagine like it was like, well, on a scale of five stars, how inferior do you think black people are? And, he was like, <laughs> and he's three. like, at least three. three. I'm not going to give it five, even though I've held Three up fits. five fingers. No, dude, you know they didn't do a star thing. They went, they went the whole fucking uh, Netflix thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> they had to make it simple. I was making a three fifths compromise joke. Are you guys still watching? <laughs> you still watching? No one listens to this show unless huh. they're sick. So, so a lot by of the time, that's true. Show, yeah. By the time the Civil War, the American Civil War, tees off yeah. in 1861, our boy Forrest is one of the richest men of the South because of mm -hmm. the whole planting slaveholder thing. He touted a $1.5 million fortune, which is uh, super hefty back then. It's a lot of oh, yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you Elon could feasibly Musk. say Forrest <laughs> may have had perhaps some possible stakes in the Confederacy winning. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, eh, maybe... Perhaps. If I'm a fishmonger, I'm not going to go into the ocean Monk. and start dropping grenades and not collecting the fish. Because is that a good comparison? <laughs> well, that <laughs> joke's on you because all <laughs> hey, fish are I went with you on that journey. That was fun. <laughs> that spoke to me, Travis. Yeah, right. I'm connecting with boy. the youth. Uh, the <laughs> the, that's the how. Uh, that's how Asterios' grandpa died. Grenades in the ocean? Yeah, he threw. He was trying to throw a grenade at a fish, and he let go too late. <laughs> really? Yeah, he told me. He, wow. he said it on the show. This is not like a oh, well. public knowledge. Uh, <laughs> he's Greek. <laughs> you, you have to access. have fun. <laughs> you know, Greek, you know, Greek grenades can't be the best. You Fgari know I mean? Stowe and all that. You know, yeah. come on, fish time. Continue. Sauce. Good shit. Uh, your boy Forrest enlisted in the Confederate Army's cavalry on June 14th, 1861. His impressive writing prowess eventually earned him, earned, uh, him the nom de guerre 
uh, the Wizard of the Saddle, as previously mentioned. Uh, he was disappointed with the resources available to the Confederate Army and opened his own purse to pay for horses and various supplies himself. So he's behind it. He's not he's only like, I'll fight for you, I'll bankroll you too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking business, man. And it, also, that's keep what in mind. It was to these people. Right. They're going to bankroll. And, you know. and he can read too. It's crazy. <laughs> reading yeah, impress right, you, Mike? Back then, like back in the South, it's like no one read. But what about in 2021? Does that impress you, reading? Some, yeah, some people can't read for shit. Remember they the really juicer? Can't. I told you about it. was the juicer. Oh, I forgot to tell you about no, the juicer. No, I never told you about no, the juicer. Continue. It's too long of a story. Juicer can't read. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like a 40-year-old man that can't read. Anyway. 45. I can read backwards. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good. So he, he he's bankrolling sure. this. But keep in mind, um, the wealthier planters of the South were exempt from enlisting. They didn't have to because they were the things to be protected. They were what the war was being fought over. So our boy Forrest absolutely did not have to enlist. He did anyway, and he went for the Confederacy above and beyond while, you know, while he bankrolled uh, equipment and horses. Okay. Off the bat, he's operating as a lieutenant colonel with clearance to autonomously recruit and train soldiers. Uh, he sprung for his own propaganda. He did up posters, and his um, go-to slogan was, let's have some fun and kill some Yankees. Exclamation He's trying point. too hard, Jesus. This guy's going Sound- over the top. Sounds like a Red Sox fan, am I right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh! Little sports show. I love hockey, dude. That's to keep <laughs> you from falling asleep at the wheel here. Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, Forrest assembled a personal security detail of 90 hand-picked soldiers. So the Wizard of the Saddle amasses this huge escort company of rugged men willing to ride and put their bodies on the line for Forrest. Mm. Mm. Again, Mm. rugged (laughs) men willing to ride hard. Uh, Mm. (laughs) Forrest gets... Forrest gets some early recognition at the Battle of Sacramento, Kentucky, by leading an impressive cavalry charge that ultimately wins the battle for the Confederacy. And soon after that, he enjoyed an early success at Battle of Fort Donelson uh, in 1862, when his cavalry again came in clutch and earned the Confederacy a win. Hey, uh... Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta oh, interrupt what, you. Yeah, he's doing so it. Fort he's doing Donelson... It. I'm sorry, Cody, but Fort Donaldson is a major Union victory. Um, it is one of Ulysses S. Grant's first big, big wins. Now, I will say this, though. Mm. Uh, Forrest is going to earn recognition there not for winning, but for skedaddling the fuck out of there. Because he just refuses to surrender with the other 12,000 Confederates in that fort. Um, so that is kind of the beginning of him being like a poor fucking loser where he's just like, I'll never surrender. And he basically is going to continue to fucking survive. Uh, the fucking he, he is a so. steadfast motherfucker. That does a not weasel. Give yeah. Given yeah, he's a little Spoilers. bastard. Cody, were you he's reading totally, some- he's totally cheating. Like he's got multiple plates, you know, all that kind of like combo pack that you would buy in the bundles. Co- that, yeah, mm. he's, Cody is a DLC I- content. Absolutely. Pay to win. Cody, can I can we EA check bullshit. your story? Were you reading anything from sources that were like Lost Cause, uh, Brothers of the Confederacy? Where'd you get your perhaps from? perhaps out of a CD booklet by the band Pantera? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> 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 July twenty first, eighteen sixty two. Forrest was promoted to Brigadier General. Oh, that's level forty five. <laughs> 
in Call of Duty? Yes, Mike. That's exactly what that is. <laughs> Thank sorry. you. <laughs> Halo, it's 45. Highest skill oh, level, 45. Wait. Extra sick. Hold on. Just just so Mike knows. You know, Mike, you know the cavalry are the guys that ride on the horse. Yeah, the horses. Yeah. Horse yeah, they're the horse boys. Horse soldiers. Dragoons. The, the horse they, they have pom-poms. Yeah, they have the, cheerleaders. Oh, yeah, that's the uh, thing of the different war. Yeah. Mike, are you thinking about the war. movie <laughs> Seabiscuit? <laughs> I'm thinking of the Patriot when Mel Gibson's like, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the Patriot American flag. Me son, isn't it? Melly Gibbs. Melly, Melly, Schmelly Gibbs. Yeah, the, the, the American flag with the blue face paint, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. being all like savage and shit. And, and the Joker's his son. <laughs> yeah, right. It's crazy. 1864, uh, Forrest uh, leads raids on Union, on Union forces sighted in Tennessee. Uh, during these raids, uh, Forrest's company experienced, quote unquote, negative casualties. They, he came back with more men than he went out with because he multitasked the recruiting while he was, uh, you know, out, you know, on duty uh, raiding against the uh, okay. union. Uh, yes. let's, let's say this is entirely accurate. Imagine <laughs> a group of young, impressionable boys who are just uh-huh. approaching the age to be recruited. 17 and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's just mm-hmm. go younger. Go younger. He, walking yeah, they're recruiting walking younger. on the side of the battle. Let's go to 15. They're on this they're, they're coming behind younger. these men. And there's Forrest. And he's just like, Hello, boys. What are you doing? And they're like, just walking. <laughs> the G What are you doing, sir? <laughs> just <G-mister>. winning. <laughs> We're winning yeah. over here. Why don't you step on in? I'll buy you a horse. I'll buy you two boots. Something your parents definitely wouldn't do. Well, they, were handing off, they were killing the unions and then handing, you know, these recruits, the freshly, like, killed union uh, soldiers. Which, which unions? The, the, the police unions? The, uh, the uh, coal mining unions? MTA. Which unions? All, all of these dudes would yeah. definitely have that. <laughs> Department of Transportation Union. They would all have that salacious <laughs> flag, the black and white flag with the blue line. It's, uh, I just keep seeing it more and more. I like the Punisher version of it. Where know, it's just oh, like, it's just, you know, like. I, I don't know if you should be allowed to vote if you have that or a coexist on your car. Like nothing, nothing too heavy handed. I like coexist no. when it's tongue in cheek. Coexist like, has oh. never been tongue in cheek. Okay. Right, it's it's a corporation that's designed to demean people. Silence. <laughs> coexist uh, my ass. That's like just like putting Lance Armstrong back on the bike. He did all right. He did it good. I'm just trying to exist. He thought outside of the box like, without the code. He's cheating. You know? He's only got one testicle. Give the guy a break. Yeah, but he's also like, who cares? Is what I'm saying. I bought okay. that fucking wristband. <laughs> I fucking bought it. Yeah, and do you feel like a chump? I do. Okay, I that's what I'm saying. You don't wear it anymore, do you? There was wristbands for everything. Let's just say yeah, that we're all true. victims of that. Yeah. We need to live a strong. Cody, right. so we got this this guy scooping up boys. Yes, sir. <laughs> he's scooping up little boys. Yeah, here, boy. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, he's scooping up little boys and arming them. He's like, "Hey, come fight with me." I'm a new daddy. And some of the like, some of them definitely <laughs> said yes and joined him. And he would come back with more men than he set out with. So it's just like, wow, okay. Uh, of May nineteen. 19- 19. Uh, May 1862, in one stunning display of deception, Forrest ordered his men to march down a hill in full view of Union command. Once at the foot of the hill, Forrest ordered his troops that were now obscured by the terrain to circle back around the hill and come back down the hill, giving the illusion that the troops were many, many, many times their actual numbers. Uh, the Union boys saw this, shit their pants, and surrendered to a Confederate force that was markedly smaller than theirs. Happens wow. many times, 
on so. both sides i should end, uh should add it's it's amazing how much like uh deception comes into play and during the Civil it War. blows my mind yeah. because like you think like espionage dece- deception like the, the the surreptitious checkmate is something that you know is formulated during like at least the cold war but no we have here in the american civil war people it's like a fucking card game dude pulling it's like fuckery everyone's bluffing and it's like uh i have four flesh, aces yeah, flush. Like, i mean i like, feel like would- that's most of the american civil war like yeah we got cannons hold on a minute we gotta go up to canada to get them <laughs> yeah uh you would think this war would be slightly less bloody with all this trickery <laughs> going on oh, but it's no. plenty bloody oh, that so, is plenty sure. of pulp is... extra pulp, plenty bloody. Of pulp yeah in your orange juice every morning mm-hmm. vitamin d <laughs> so he becomes this living legend of the battlefield everyone's calling him like oh you're the wizard of the saddle he's getting his recognition he's getting his chops um let's now unless our uh, expert historian here, Avery objects. Talk about Fort Pillow. <laughs> Why would I object? Talk I don't about know. It. You already fact, did it, bastard. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. I love you. No, like first thing. Second casual. thing. <laughs> but like, um, no, like a lot of Southern history history books, strangely, they're wrong. Not strangely, at all. Yeah. Talk. They just don't talk about Fort Pillow. They don't I, talk about it. Knowing what I know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? So, so there's not a lot of pillow talk in class. That's not, no. <laughs> no. And that why don't you tell us, up. Cody, why would the South maybe be a little, I don't know, so, let's say the words ashamed of talking about Fort Pillow? Uh, maybe we'll get into it. Uh, just, right, let's go. Let's go, boys. <laughs> Despite its comforting name, Fort Pillow was actually a Union-held stronghold 40 miles upriver of Memphis. On April 12th, 1864, Forrest's men stormed the fort. Boris himself joins the party just a wee bit late as um, he's experiencing this, let's call it a comedic tragedy, where his horse keeps getting shot. So, like, he goes through three horses riding to the battle, and he's just like, Ugh. and, you know, AA, AA uh, you know, AAA doesn't exist back then. No. So he's, yeah. uh, he can't, like, you know, hit his horse with jumper cables and yeah. keep going. Mm-hmm. So he needs to horse. find, like, two or three extra horses because, he, they, you know, horses aren't bulletproof. Yeah, but you know that guy had a horse boy. It was probably just some boy that had, like, a whole bunch of horses. I like to imagine like, it was horse a vending boy. machine of horses. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got it horse. Yeah, you hit, like, CF and, or I don't know C9. why he's British, but that's just what I pictured him. At least anyway. Oh, we love wrong accents on this yeah, show. Yeah, that's a pretty <laughs> much our thing. <laughs> I mean, speak for yourselves, guys. So, uh, Tom, perfect yeah. accents 100% of the time. Every time. It's Boy. actually rather disturbing. This isn't even my real voice. Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Tom's got right. personality disorder. Yeah, it Tom, hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Tom's one of those. Direction. Tom's one of those uh, in disguise Australians. This is the problem. <laughs> is the problem with no, this show? No, is that there's expectations. I can't tell you about what's really happening in my life. I can't tell you about my period this week. I can't tell you about really? uh, what ships I've had to sail on to get here. Continue. <laughs> Uh, by late afternoon, it was obvious Fort Pillow would eventually fall to the Confederacy. So your boy Forrest, now that he's there after going through like you know three or four horses, uh, flies the truce flag, and he's like, "Hey, looks like you uh, Union guys aren't doing too well. You wanna maybe start negotiating a surrender?" And uh, the Union forces, in lieu of surrendering, uh, they retreat to the Mississippi River, planning an exfiltration via gunboat. So it's like, instead of surrendering, let's just retreat and get out of here. And then, you know, they can have the fort. Same difference, except we don't have to talk to them. Very cool. So 
it would have been cool, but uh, the the gunboat never shows what up. Follows, yeah, what follows, yeah, follows kind of sucks a lot. Yeah, the gunboat doesn't show up, and forest men, instead of securing the fort, pursue the retreating Union soldiers. And, you know, they find them waiting for the boat that's supposed to be on the Mississippi. Boat's not there, so effectively... Forest men, the Confederacy, have pinned the Union against the river, and the Union has nothing to do. And, you know, nowhere to go, and they're clearly battle, what, what battle-worn. Battle-weary. Battle-weary and battle-worn. Yes. tired Yeah. BT. You get tired, Mike. Soldiers get <laughs> battle-worn. <laughs> Battle-sleep. Uh, Battle-fatigued. That's the f- word. Fatigue. That's Fatigue, the right yeah, word. Yeah. Right? That's yeah, a good yeah, There, there are a bunch of these men running for their lives getting a little sweepy. Sweaty. Yeah, a, little, a little lethargic right now. Oh, I need to take a battle nap-nap. <laughs> I need you know, I'm gonna start G-fuel. making mistakes. That's exactly the German response in World War One and Two. That's a nap nap, yeah. Or the amphetamine <laughs> chocolate for the tank yeah. for the tank drivers. Yeah, and you yeah, wake up. Plus, well, so, yeah. so what you're saying yeah. is that these troops were not exactly water resistant. Yeah, these no, were not. No, no. These were not Carhartt. They were not troops. Jesus. So, I mean, it should be known that there's like a significant man shortage for the Union at this time because there's a massive amount of campaigns going on. Uh, in Virginia, about to, Sherman's about to go fuck Georgia in the mouth, and <laughs> a bunch of other major campaigns are going on. So a lot of these forts, like Fort Pillow, uh, were pooled for their manpower. So like they were comp- incredibly outnumbered, um, and unfortunately, a lot of these forts, like Fort Pillow, were manned by United States colored troops and sla- like yes. former slaves or free blacks, African Americans. Black. And uh, it wasn't just soldiers in there. It was their families, civilians that were still escaping slavery. Women and children. Coming into Union lines to seek freedom, seek work, uh, whatever they could do, whatever they could find. And so Forrest um, and a lot of the uh, guys under him just see what's in front of them and get their their racist hard-ons on. Continue. take this weird, hard technicality line because the jerk Forrest is. He's got the, the, the Union force is pinned against the river and the jerk forest is argue like j- does the mental gymnastics in his mind to be like fort pillow is still flying the union flag so we're still in active combat but mm-hmm. no one's in the fort no one's <laughs> the union the have abandoned the fort and instead of taking the fort the confederacy pursued the union so of course the fort is still flying union flag but the jerk forest is just like oh union flag we're still fighting so he so, orders his men to open fire on the soldiers of the Union that are pinned against so the Mississippi. Like, and this is in like men, women, and children yes, are not just aren't... shot, but clubbed, bayoneted, and the ones that are We're gonna get into the weird shit he did. Yeah, yeah, ones that survive, they are brought right back into slavery. Ugh. I was gonna uh, make a joke, but uh wow, okay. No, do it. <laughs> oh, be brave. Be brave and do like, it now. I know I'm gonna be like I was gonna be like so he's basically like spawn camping them. He's not taking oh, the flag. Oh, for sure. He's Fucking for sure. He, that's what I said. The motherfucker is a cheater. He's a hacker. He's got the fucking servers like cut in there. You know, that man was shot seven times during the war and never died. He's got God mode. God mode. Seriously. Yes. That's fucking he's plated like radar crazy. Radar he's a big boy. He's a big well, fat boy. On top of being like relatively bulletproof, he seems like kind of a jerk. <laughs> Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Cody to drop the uh, the bombshell before I 
before I, I don't do. know. We might have multiple bombshells here. Let's find out. Continue, uh, Cody. Continue. Hundreds and hundreds of Union soldiers were massacred. Uh, also, yeah. as Avery said, women and children of these soldiers in the mix. Those weren't spared at all. Majority of which are black. Keep in mindful, uh, force, Confederate forces were accused of extreme brutality, uh, including shooting, retreating soldiers in the back, shooting the wounded, uh, dismemberment, burning men alive. I have nailing uh, extremities to powder kegs of men and then lighting the powder kegs. What? Uh, oh. yeah. yeah. They would nail yeah. your hand to the powder keg and then light the powder keg and run away just for just chis and giggles. Holy oh. shit. There was also a, uh, to get super morbid on you, there was also a tradition among slave-owning whites that if a black male slave got out of line, you cut off his balls and uh, displayed wow. them as an example. Uh, they would basically say, they basically would say, oh, that dog bit me. I need to neuter him now. Um, and oh, that was their... my God. Yeah, yeah. Slavery sucks, everybody. <laughs> Especially American slavery. Yeah, but, Don't forget. but Avery, it's states' rats. States rights. Drink every time someone says states rights. Punch a Nazi every time somebody says states rights. What? (laughs) Take a drink if there's not a Nazi in punching range of you. Damn it. I don't know. Sorry. Tom, I I noticed you didn't take a drink and are sitting there. There's no Nazis for me to punch. He's drinking for me. You know, like I. uh, Yeah. yeah. The long swig. Yeah, I was zoning out for a second there. I was just thinking about how rude this whole thing is. It really. Yeah, it's super rude. And also, uh, to, fi- to finish the atrocities, I have good old-fashioned crucifixion, which... Yeah. Gotta have you know, only there. bad guys are crucified, right? There's, there's never been a good guy crucified yeah. ever. It so, seems to be some I'm, kind of mis-symbolism there. You know, it's yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, oh, thou shalt not, not kill. Not, uh, uh, just saying this strictly as like a, a um, metaphorical thing. Like, if you're going to be such a jerk to someone... And you're gonna love Jesus Christ. Why would you give them the symbol? He was the of first X Man. Why would you? Why would you canonize them like that? It's weird. They're just sick. It seems like you have, sick to, forgi- people. You have to forgive them. So sick. It's all about forgiveness, Tom. Is it? We're know. talking about the four pillow massacre, Mike. Shut up about, about forgiveness. All right, let's go back to pillow yeah. talk. So historians refer to this as one of the biggest, saddest events of American military history. Another historian writes, human blood stood about in pools and brains could have been collected in any amount. So it's just like, oh, you can just scoop a handful of brains off the floor if you so desired. Yeah. And then, yeah, this is the four force. This is one of the biggest like battles, victories, battles in quotation battles, not massacres. They. The southern folks don't so call this a massacre. It's a you got to say it in the accent, Cody. If you're going to be talking about southern I'm, Texas. I'm in Hawaii. Everything. That's the deepest south state ever. <laughs> Fuck you. <I'm> a- <laughs> <laughs> the Name it the more southern state, Avery. Uh, what, Cody, what's more south? Cody's going to slip into his Chinese accent any second now. And he could do it. <laughs> oh my God. It's fine. I, yeah. I have the pass, maybe. He's allowed to. All right, other battles <laughs> fucking happen. Fast forward a little bit. Spoilers. <laughs> the real America wins the fucking Civil War. Oh, real America. Yes, Mike. Uh, no longer slavery are we doing. Um, so if, if, if you're wondering, and you know, just so you know, your boy uh, Forrest survives the entire ordeal of the Civil War. So what's a, exactly, what's a bloodthirsty Confederate commander to do with all this newfound free time? Become a U.S. Ooh. senator. 
Peanut Brittle. Uh, become no. the first ever Grand Wizard of the KKK. Oh! <laughs> Damn. Well, come on. It's, it's a natural fucking progression of job titles. You know what I mean? First, you're the intern, and then you're the fucking... I, I really, I, I really have turn wearing white robes. I really come to see how much this guy doesn't like black people. It's wild. It's, yeah, he's, go, he's wild. going out of his way quite a bit. He started wearing those sheets. And on Cody, him. just to piggyback off that, uh, thanks to his actions after the war, uh, President Ulysses S. Grant, when he is elected, will be the first president to mark the KKK as a domestic terrorist group. Absolutely. So in a way, Nathan Bedford Forrest is the first U.S. domestic terrorist. Suck a dick, you piece of Hey-o! shit. Nice. That's good. Yeah. And just so you know, the, 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 if you want to think of it as like a corporate hierarchy, the CEO is the grand wizard. He's the grand poobah. He's the man on the <laughs> big chair with the, with, with the tallest, pointiest hat. Yeah. And he's he, called it, the grand wizard because our boy Forrest's nickname is the wizard of the saddle. Oh. So not because he can do magic, which is kind of disappointing. I'm like, but there's also dragons. Do some spells. I don't know where the dragons come. From. Could you imagine if Harry Potter was a tremendous racist? How yes. different that serious. Would <laughs> I be? mean, Voldemort kind of is. I mean, he's like mudbloods, you mudbloods. <gasps> I mean, you can't say mudbloods. that. Zwick, yeah. bleep bleep all of that shit Avery just said. <laughs> bleep bleep mudblood. It, it's fun. No, nope. um, you muggleborn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Could God. you imagine? Oh, I don't think women would like it as much. I, I would think it would have a strange edge to it. <laughs> Harry Potter. Political. It's Sahara dry. Down uh, south, Harry Potter. No, no, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable with these wizards. Harry Potter. Harold Potter. No, I get it. Uh, so wait, well, that's, that's interesting. Do either that, one of um, you guys know? Does, <laughs> so during the 1910s and 1920s, when we start putting up these bullshit statues, are there statues of the scumbag? There yep. There's one in must Tennessee. All over Tennessee, buddy. Yeah. Really? Uh, just so you know, his mm-hmm. birthplace that was called Chapel Hill gets renamed Bedford. Yeah. Mm. I'm yeah, pretty I sure there's now one on great Suffolk is... Long Island somewhere. Out in Mastic. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's him. They just they just removed his statue from Memphis, uh, one of the cemeteries there, and everyone, every old white person in Memphis shit a brick over it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, I explain why they might yeah. have thought to shit a brick later. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's hilarious in exactly four minutes. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Yes, exactly. Uh, circa eighteen sixty seven ish. Forrest was sworn into the clan and began began a slew of inhumanly cruel intimidation tactics to suppress uh, black sympathetic voting. So he's like, ah, I couldn't win it in the battlefield, so I'll do it surreptitiously. Just terrorize and kill politics. some black folks. Yep. Mm. Yeah, he, he's uh, Arthur. Excuse me. Author Andrew Ward wrote in the spring of 1867, Forrest and his dragoons launched a campaign of midnight parades, ghost masquerades. Use your visual, yeah, use your third eye to imagine what's going on. And even killing Negro voters, white Republicans to scare off blacks from voting for for their, you know, preferred office officials. Uh, In in Louisiana, uh, 1,000 blacks were murdered to suppress voting. Um, So, like, all these violent intimidation tactics. And as Avery mentioned, alluded to earlier, uh, this backfired. For uh, our boy Forrest, as Grant won the presidency, uh, using the slogan "Let's have, uh, let us have peace." So, because the uh, uh, Forrest and you know the Klan was so 
underhanded and violent, the candidate asking for peace easily won. AKA, you know, your boy yeah. Ulysses. Yeah, I mean, Woo-hoo. that's what people wanted. They didn't want so, this shit anymore. No. Exactly. Good, Tom. They didn't want this shit anymore. One of those people was actually Forrest himself. So after a single year as the yeah. seminal grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, he became disenfranchised. Like, oh, you guys don't work. <laughs> like, it doesn't work to be, like, racist <laughs> he, assholes. He literally is like, wow, you guys went a little too crazy. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. for me, that's a lot. Yeah. You guys remember some grain that you could scoop off the ground? This is like, too much, oh dude. Oh, God. I did so that. I've been mashing people word. terribly, terrible human rights uh, <laughs> atrocities in my name. And you guys yeah. are. Let me tell you something. I would not want to sit down at a Taco Bell with you. Yeah. Forrest, <laughs> Forrest ordered the clan to henceforth dissolve, burn all their hoods and robes, and cease all operations indefinitely. And, of course, the clan did just that permanently disbanding in perpetuity retiring to the annals of history and everything was great Anal. forever after remember when that happened oh yeah that sounds like a lie actually what you just <laughs> yeah. that sounds like a multiverse Fucking thing that JK. marvel would do you know yeah. the clan anyway. didn't do that so the guy that invented the clan lost his you know lost Seat. the steering wheel and the clan's still going today did it like disband like, and come back like in like the 20s some shit like that. It like was right. gone. exactly, Mike. Exactly. Yeah, That's just like the time who. period that these monuments were going up. The uh, time yeah, that yeah. J- the Lost Cause took off, and that's the time exactly. that you would have seen like KKK marching down Pennsylvania Avenue in the twenties. That's like, like how popular they were at the oh, time yeah, I can in imagine, this country. Yeah. Weird enough, there are photos. Of weird that. enough, yeah. their headquarters was in Connecticut. Yep, which, next to Nambla. Yeah. I heard. That's our ram. That's our. It's actually the buildings were connected. <laughs> Did you guys know that violent swine. racists are actually pedophiles? It's crazy. It's probably twined together. Feel no guilt. That makes sense. Anyway, you don't feel um, guilt in numbers, is what they say. Yeah, right. Exactly. A bunch, of, a bunch of weird, disgusting hands patting you on the back yeah. for eternity. <laughs> this is gonna go well, yes, sir. Cody, how's this weird bitch ass die? Uh, you want me to jump there? I got two more slides. Two more slides. Jeez, Cody. What, are you giving away recipes? I use post-its. Keep I'm going. Sorry. Time wrote on okay, we gotta fillet here. this bastard. I, I He's a bad continue, Cody. So 1871, yeah. Forrest testifies before a congressional inve- investigation because as Avery said, he's fucking terrorist boy at this point. <laughs> Everyone's just like, hmm? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, you've been and busy. We have Forrest. <laughs> Uh, biographer George Cantor wrote, Forrest ducked weave, denying all knowledge, but admitted he knew some of the people involved. He sidestepped some questions and pleaded failure of memories to others. Afterwards, he admitted to, quote unquote, gentlemanly lies. <laughs> he wanted nothing more to do with the clan, but felt honor bound to protect former associates. What a clown. Yeah. And in 1874, have reacted- you guys, you guys ever seen the uh, Chappelle show sketch where he's like, I plead the fifth. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what he was doing. <laughs> it's yeah, really the whole time. He's like, I plead the fifth. Wink. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wink. <laughs> Early 1870s, Forrest reacted to a four-victim lynching by publicly offering to exterminate the white marauders who disgraced their race by this cowardly murder of Negroes. So he's, as a good politician, he's 180. He's like, who's who's killing all these people of color? And he, <laughs> Is yeah, he fucking he, Lindsey Graham? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsey Graham, yeah. No, Lindsey Graham just betrays his anus because you know he wants. Yeah, because I love Chick Fil A. <laughs> you know that, like, you know, you know how like Ooh. some people have that uh, auto 
autoimmune disease that it's not autoimmune disease. It's like that disease that turns um, certain chemicals in their bloodstream to alcohol and they're drunk all the time. Uh, yeah. Auto fermentation yeah. disease. That's yeah, exactly. So Lindsay, yes. he's got that, but it just turns his his blood into poppers <laughs> and he's just ready to get oh. fucked in his ass all day. Dude, his but ass is like AIDS, dude. It's fun. He's ready. He's relaxed. He just needs an old man. He'll make more was. money. Yeah. I, That's right. I, I wish he would know. just be himself instead of the uh, charade of a, a wiener. Well, back then, everyone was very judgmental. <laughs> yes, right now. Yeah, right now. Without yeah, Twitter, today. even. Uh, July 5th, 1875, Forrest gave an inspired speech before a black Southern advocate group aiming for equal rights. He's seemingly too warmly received for being the butcher of Fort Pillow. Even a young black uh, girl approaches him and gifts him a bouquet arrangement. Like, oh, oh you're so good. Yeah, that's a little tasteless. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, the clan did find that tasteless, Tom, because they were just like, "What are you doing?" This is, you know, he lost his, you know, white supremacist sidekicks at this. So point he had he lost he his card. One eighty. He had a rebrand. So the Grand Wizard. Yeah, he he had a bad rebrand. Yeah. You know they what I mean? Broke when, his wand. When New Coke came out, everyone's like, "Oh, we fucking hate New Coke. Bring out, bring back, bring back the old white supremacy. I mean, Coke. There's Diet Coke. I don't want the diet yeah. shit. So, <laughs> where's Pepsi and lime? <laughs> yeah. So he, he was the, his, his speech was called a disgusting exhibition of himself at the Negro Jamboree, according to the Macon uh, newspaper, which mm, was a white supremacist periodical at the time. Now, Avery, ask me how this gentleman died. How did he die, Cody? Uh, your boy Forrest shuffled off this mortar coil, a la Wilford Brimley. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Diabetes, Memphis, October 29th, 1877. Forrest's eulogist said, Lieutenant General Nathan Bedford Forrest, though dead, yet speaketh. His acts have photographed themselves upon the hearts of thousands and will speak there forever. So you can see, like, how some Southerners might think he's a rights advocate a hero quote <laughs> unquote that's in their words Diabetes from is terrible theater. but like did this guy at least lose a bunch of limbs and fingers like he lost six feet oh, oh they just put him back oh, on again and done sawed him off yeah like a mr P- fucking potato <laughs> head. like a racist ass miss P- mr potato <laughs> toss him over oh. boy hey, sorry we I'm can't sorry. say mr potato head anymore it's Why? literally just no, potato we can't head. it's just potato head really or just, just potato oh. or french yeah, fry. they don't want to yeah. do mr. mr and mr small fry anymore. they don't want you to assume that mr potato cares at all I heard he's got a there fat you have cock. him what's that i heard he's got a fat cock he's got a fat yeah. cock that's yeah. the problem no one wants to share that it's just always let that part out in the toy set Bad yeah. cock part. Oh, I'm gonna give you a starch wound. <laughs> <laughs> could be a woman yeah. now. Could be a woman. Yeah, yeah, could be. Either way, it's salty. Right, well, the ambiguity I'm, of this is fine. Salty. I'm glad this. There you have well, it. There's a Mrs. Potato Head too. What the fuck? Isn't well, no, she's thing? fine because she's a feminist. But the other one's just well, potato. Well, all right, continue. Uh, just, there you don't have talk Nathan Bedford Forrest, aka the Wizard of the Saddle, Confederate Army Mastermind, the Butcher behind Fort Pillow Massacre, and the original Grand Wizard of the Clan. Rest no matter how much, Lame. no matter how much, he didn't like their tactics. <laughs> yeah, he reneged. Oh well, could you imagine, like Dale Earnhardt, just having a history of beating the shit out of women, like <laughs> daily, and throwing them off cliffs and stuff, and then then getting into race car driving? Yeah, that's kind of like the, <laughs> the mentality I'm dealing with here. Like, well, he's yeah. like, he's like the icon, underdog, and huh? he'll be missed uh, because he crashed. 
He's, He'll be M-I-S-T after the crash. Anyway, right. Cody, thank you for bringing in that guy. I have no Little idea. fat? I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. That's pretty horrifying, to be honest with you. I'm so. glad we got to roast him. Though. You go I'm to sleep on your him. fort pillow. I'm never yeah. going to the south. He he he's the roughest he's the roughest one to like touch on from the Confederacy. They're all assholes, but he's like king asshole for right. all the KKK stuff. So uh thank you, Cody, for, for uh thank you for up. uh steering me on that one. For flaying him, flay him. Anyway, mm. sorry. So look, now that we've gotten over this heinous forest person. <laughs> I like that. Um, That's a better nickname than heinous anything forest. he's had. Yes. Yeah. Can you please take us away, Travis? To somewhere that's maybe quite almost just as violent. Tom, let's go there. <laughs> Welcome to the Confederacy. Damn Confederacy. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be doing something equally as violent. But oh yes. great. But uh, you know what's the craziest thing here? Your guy Cody, your uh, Forrester. He was not a war criminal. Forrest. He wasn't a war criminal. Nope. Never tried. I, uh, never no, tried. No. I, Technically, no. I have brought you one of two men. That were the only war criminals of the Civil War, um, and I, there's only two. Yes, there's only two. Yep, only two. Oh, wow. And uh, I kind of got a little bit, um, mm-hmm. I got a little bit excited about this. So I'm roasting two people real quick. A double mm. combo. Oh. Are they twins? Oh. Double whammy. You got a you got a double Dave's Burger combo meal. Wow. Yes, okay. we are going to talk about the notorious Saltville massacre. Oh, and, more. And yes. the Brigadier General Felix Hudson oh. Robertson. And probably the coolest name, but worstest pers- person ever, Champ Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, okay. very, Champ? very cool Did name, but very baseball? bad person. <laughs> I'm interested. Uh, yeah. Champ. I'll take him home. So let's start with the main douchebag here Felix Robertson. Like. Felix was born in, and I didn't know this was a place. This has like dashes in between Washington on the Bravos, Texas. That sounds English as fuck. Oh. Yeah. He was born there in 1832. Okay. Interestingly enough, Felix looks pretty Mexican. So yay. <laughs> what? Yay, well, what a story. Funny you should like, say that. <laughs> yay, Confederate inclusivity, right? They're doing a little bit of <laughs> They're they're adding that's I feel like this is like businesses nowadays where they're like, we gotta collaboration get them all in there. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, that's this is why the Confederacy truly failed. It wasn't inclusive enough. It wasn't inclusive enough. They had one Mexican general, but no LGBTQs. None of them. No alphabet people. No brown on the rainbow. No, it's just one Mexican guy named Felix, and he's pretty white looking. (laughs) So actually, for me. Yeah, his father Jerome Jerome oh, B. Jerome. Robertson. Wait, a, a white a white guy named Jerome. I might uh, add. Yes, it's like the was... first white guy named Jerome I've ever <laughs> seen a picture of. But anyway, yeah. continue. Oh. I, I have a couple, but that's for a different day. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. He uh, Jerome, his daddy was super white, and he was also a Confederate general. So it's probably a little white. bit of nepotism that maybe Felix got the job. I don't know. Mm. They judge mm. him skin color down there. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Whoa, yeah. whoa, really? So Felix was initially com- commissioned as a second lieutenant in the Confederate Army. Um, he actually participated in the shelly- shelling of Fort Sumner in Charleston, That's a big South one. Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. I actually went there. That was kind of cool. cool. Have you ever been there, Avery? 
Um, so I have not yet, Travis. You have. Uh, okay, so I went when I was a kid, but I don't count it because being a kid, you're like, oh, where's Jeb? You're you a know, different person. Amusement park, you know? Yeah. So I wasn't well, old enough to appreciate it yet. Yeah, I was like in high school, so I definitely was more excited <laughs> about this. So I'm Travis, and I'm in high school, and we're. <laughs> no, I don't assume you sounded like that. I don't assume you did. Yeah. But- no, yeah. I was more excited about the alligator fritters that I ate, but you know, dude, those things are dope. <laughs> those <though>. are good. <laughs> so, Felix did quick work rising through the ranks of the Confederates. He was captain at the Battle of Shiloh. Is that how you say it? Sh- yep. Shiloh? Yep. Oh. Shiloh. Like Shiloh. the dog. Like, like the, dog. the dog. Shiloh. Shiloh buff. He was a uh, like major and given command of reserve artillery of the Army of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. on to Lieutenant Colonel of the Confederate Horse Artillery. And now okay. I don't know okay. what a horse artillery is. Is that just launching long guns? So, dogs? so, so <laughs> artillery, like in the Civil War, if you have like a Civil War army, you oh, have goodness. your infantry corps, which is all the guys marching in straight lines and whatnot. Then you have, right. and usually there's like three of them. Then you have like a cavalry corps. Which is, of course, all the horse soldiers on horseback, and they gallop, they do reconnaissance, they do raids, they do all whatever. Okay. Each corps has a artillery brigade. The infantry, it's just called artillery, because the artillery supports infantry attacks or defenses. But then horse artillery is really fancy, because they have smaller amounts of cannons, so they can move quickly in and out of places. And, um So, like, a normal battery is either four to six guns. Well, horse artillery is usually two guns so they can, you know, pop, pop and then keep going. And it's usually to support either reconnaissance or just kind of like test the defenses of something before the rest of the main body gets there. And that has been your military minute. Oh, can I have another one? You're a fucking fantastic at this. Yeah, man. Yeah. Ah. Keep drinking. Get on their level and keep drinking. All right, guys, I'm on bottle number two. Oh, I was picturing some Barnum and Bailey ass shit where like they're launching horses at the Union. I mean, (laughs) I honestly love that. I love that idea. If they wanted to like, you know, okay, so you've heard the war elephant story, right? Real quick dovetail. Uh, The the king of Siam offered President Lincoln uh, a a horde of elephants, uh, of war elephants, as they called them, to assist the Union Army against the Confederacy. He declined. But I think. What an idiot. Cool yeah, Travis. I'm like, we've seen Lord of the Rings Return of the King, One right? Mouse. Like, imagine the Confederates being like, oh, elephants. <laughs> you know, One that would crazy. Though. Yeah. Robert Lee would have shit his pants. He didn't have any penis <laughs> on the line. Like, uh, on the other side of the battlefield. Yeah, right? Oh, God. What a, what a shitty charge to be in Eleanor Fields. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh, he participated Can't in nerd. the Atlanta campaign, and boom, he was a brigadier general. And he oh, got yeah. himself a brigade and a cavalry unit. And here's where all the bullshit starts. I'm Bring skipping it. past ah. this guy's career because it's just it's just him going through the war. He was he's <laughs> just leveling him, up, right. yeah. just getting his rank up. He's, he's leveling up, dog. Yeah. Grinding. Doing a lot he's of multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. Just grinding. Yeah. Um, and you know that he had aim assist on, Mike. Hey, he's fucking, oh, he's on sure. Linux. He's fucking wall hacking. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're throwing slurs talk. out tonight. I didn't realize. Excuse me, gentlemen. No, total hacker. Total fucking hacker. So Felix led his troops to a massive victory at the first battle of Saltsville, Virginia. 
or saltville. I'm sorry, single salt, one grain, a grain of salt, one 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 little gram salt. Yep. Yeah, which is which is just what it sounds like. It's a town that makes salt. Uh, Felix is not gonna let. <laughs> Felix was not going to let the boys in blue take the sow's precious supply of Himalayan. I'm salt. <laughs> Everyone likes that shit. It's tasty. It does taste good. Makes the salt. potatoes that much better. Anyway, continue. You ever have fries without salt? Yeah, they're Bismol. terrible. Shitty. Salt bagel, real good. Try it out. Yeah, That's it is. too mm. much. Salt bagel with cream cheese. Ooh. I actually had that at a funeral one. Cheese. I, I was really... crying because of the bagel. <laughs> thirsty, but it's good. Yeah. It's terrible. It's amazing. Don't listen to Tom. He's nice coffee. Good contribution, Mike. So <laughs> the battle, the battle is not really remembered as much as what happened in the aftermath, and that gets again. Sorry, Tom. We're entering really gross, sick shit again. I can stomach it. I'm just trying to have fun. Yeah, Tom. Don't. It's not like an apology. I'm just trying to keep people listening. And, and Tom. Oh, let's don't have, worry. Let's it's have fun. fun and pause the story for a sec and jump into. Champ Ferguson. Sure. Champ Ferguson. Oh, they're intertwined? You did you yeah. like a Doctor Who. It's a us. little like it's a mesh together. So right. Champ was born in 1821 in Clinton County, Kentucky. He was a very violent man. Also known <laughs> as a psychopath. He's <laughs> one of those people. Yeah, that's that. If your first right. name's Champ, you're going to yeah. be cutting people open for sure. Anyway. No deception detected. So this started before the war. So Champ wasn't someone who'd be like, you know, saw some PTSD and got fucked up by mm-hmm. battle and like just was like, I don't care. They're human meat. No, he just was always a fucking monster. Well, your so he's Champ the kind Ferguson. of guy that's like killing like squirrels and rabbits in the shed kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. You're familiar. It's, it's hard to distinguish in the <laughs> South in the 1830s because everyone was killing squirrels. Like, <laughs> well, well, we had to eat something. Why are you torturing our dinner? <laughs> yeah, good cooking. Yeah. We gotta yeah, eat that squirrel thing. kebab. Come on, is juicier post torture. It's, like, it's more like hurry up. This is a chore. He did it. Sl- yeah. Champ was slow intentionally. <laughs> Very. Scary. I'm not torturing it, Mike. I'm you, eating it afterwards, Mike. If you have to eat two squirrels, are you doing the kebab or the stir fry? Uh oh, that's a good question. Do the burrito. I might I do like the rap. The, the rap is tactical. Ooh, the kebab. We need right. two kebabs. I like that. squirrel dip. <laughs> yeah, well, kebabs well are like, like the shit. Yeah, yeah have I it with like love the kebab. Parmesan hummus. I'm near Saltsville, right? Is this near Saltsville? The salt, salt. Get the salt, salt, salt on, the on my squirrel. You just yeah. stick it in a cave, and out will come a man licking it uh, like a deer. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So that's one, that's one kebab down. Yeah. So Champ had a little altercation with his neighbors. I'm assuming over a squirrel kebab. In Not 1858, these guys were named the Evans Brothers. Evans Brothers. Um, and this resulted in Stamp, uh, Stamp, Champ stabbing <laughs> them Champ. both to death multiple times, like Fuck. psychopath style. Savage. And yeah. then Good. evading an angry mob and slipping away with his family to neighboring Tennessee. So this wasn't <laughs> like he was like just some like guy in his, you know, Early twenties, no family. Like he's like, I just, honey, I just stand two men go. to death. We have to run with the kids. Get the kids together. Where's the bug out bag? It's weird how things change. You know, in the nineteen seventies, it was uh, the champ would wear a gray sweatsuit and run through the streets. I really, of <laughs> I just want to tell you, I really hope I go to a museum and see a nineteenth century go bag somewhere. <laughs> to go, yeah, right? 
And this was for making quick escapes back in the 19th century. Well, here you can see our squirrel fritters. It's been a frozen, dried bag of squirrel fritters. It's just cigarettes. (laughs) Yeah, just cigarettes cigarettes. and squirrel jerky. (laughs) That's fine. So Mm, when the war broke out, Champ was one of those family. Champ had a family that was actually split. So his brother... I'm guessing his name was Boss Ferguson or something as oh rad as that. No way. His name. Boss Ferguson. Really boss. I'm the Boss Ferguson. <laughs> That's a fucking cool name. But oh, Boss, Fer- Boss, I'm calling him Boss Ferguson. Boss We're Ferguson so fought good. for the Union's first Kentucky Cavalry. So wow. his own brother fought for the Union against Champ. But Champ really didn't boss join. Champ. Champ really didn't join the Confederate arm- Army because he had other plans. He formed a vicious a uh, guerrilla unit of mountain folk up in Appalachians. I mean, <laughs> they're still there. Anyway, <laughs> it sounds scary. Pretty sure that's paper. what that's literally the plot of Wrong Turn. But anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. Like so, <laughs> the this this guerrilla unit operated under the instruction of Confederate generals. So they were kind kind of what we do today, what America does today with other countries. Like, oh, yeah, we don't recognize you as a guerrilla unit. You might be head people, but we'll throw you some money and tell you what to do. Mm. <laughs> Here's a Tomahawk missile. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> so Champ's violence was unequal. There's stories about him decapitating his prisoners and rolling their heads down the hill. Um, it's his bocce ball. Also, that sounds like it may have been added on. You know, just like yeah. they chopped off his head. It's like rolled down the hill. Oh, okay. What are going to do with his head? Yeah, he killed his own brother, Chief Ferguson. Chief, (laughs) Archduke. We got Chief. We got Boss. We got Champ. (laughs) So Champ was willing to kill the elderly. He was willing to kill bedridden men. Confederate authorities actually arrested him and charged him with murdering a government official. He served two months, but the charges could not be proved, and he was released. Wow, I mean that's Chan- how you get out. Yeah, back so then it was easy. They didn't have, like, he basically photos. was like the start of like the only Confederate Suicide Squad that you'll ever see in any comic ever. Like, yeah, you know, would would that be too touchy to make that comic? <laughs> would I think it would be fun? I'm pretty nowadays? damn sure there's a Captain Confederate who's like a villain, uh, or like the confederacy or some southern asshole was like yeah it's just captain confederate dude i want captain google captain confederate uh, you're you're gonna be in i don't want to be on that list avery (laughs) i don't want to be on that list your your research tonight look it up (laughs) i I want to see tarantino ruin his career by doing inglorious bastards 2 about this guy no (laughs) oh i don't think i don't think that quentin tarantino can possibly ruin his career the man has said the N-word so many times on film. Yeah, like, I was going to say, fun. in front of Samuel L. Jackson. And if you say that and Samuel L. Jackson doesn't kill you, then, you have damn, you must be black somehow. You're basically like, the, the King Ferguson of L.A. Much. Yeah, is there a King Ferguson in that family, uh, that's, Travis? That's their dad, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so either way, King he's Chief. fine. So. Yeah, so Champ Ferguson acknowledged that him and his Fuck. band of uh, mountain folk uh, squirrel leaders killed uh, as many as 100 people. He said 100 people himself. So I Sheesh. killed 100 men myself. Sheesh. But he can't count. So that's fun. Yeah, whatever. Cash my fingers. Slight tangent. 
Slight tangent, I love the term Squirrelivore. <laughs> yeah. Squirrelivore. That sounds like a sci-fi original film. Right. I'll do it. Yeah. So Champ and his Confederate goons were at the first Battle of Saltville. And after General Felix Robertson won the day, he turned to Champ and was like, you guys want to have some fun? And, you know, that, that type of fun is not going to be fun. So the Battle of <laughs> Saltville, the Battle of Saltville on the Union side comp- was uh, mainly composed of um, colored cavalry. So it was the fifth mm-hmm. United States colored cavalry and the sixth United States colored cavalry. And they were pretty fucked up after this battle. And the majority of them, you know, these were black soldiers and white officers. Uh, and the majority of them were recovering at this Union Field Hospital. So Ferguson and his men went about murdering uh, wounded black men and their white officers in their Sheesh. hospital beds. They prefer the term cavalry of color, I think. Ca- okay. <laughs> you can just say black. Just say black. Just say black. The one brown Civil guy in the, the one brown like, guy here you is telling you, pop- you it's yeah. okay. Did you notice you popped the cherry for that one? You were the first person to say black. Okay, so I was, they I was just like, thank God. Dude, I'm just so that's yeah, like the actual, like, No, the, the colored the, cavalry is the actual term. Though. The official term, yeah. Is oh, colored. capital C's. Um, I from, saw that from, in my research from the eighteen sixty. And oh. I was like, Oh, all right. Well that's that's we're doing it the thing I quick quick another quick tangent. So when I was at the park, my first summer at the National Park Service, uh I had a very nice old white couple who told me that they hadn't really had many colored rangers before. Mm-hmm. And I had to politely explain to them that that's no longer the term that I would like to be described by. Uh you can either call me black or you can call me African American, but don't call me colored. So you're good either way. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, fair there enough. I like that. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I make it easy. So well, I wonder what say- that car conversation I wonder what they said to each other on the way. That colored ranger. <laughs> when you left. Yeah. I mean, sorry, as as they left, ranger. Ranger. would you believe that motherfucker? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they I mean, spat shit. in the spittoon behind them. I've yeah, talked ranger. to old people before. A lot of them really suck. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit. A little bit. Weird. Just a little bit. So, so the reason why Continue, the reason why this is a combo script is because I didn't want to forget about Felix Robertson because he boasted after the battle that he had not only told Ferguson to go do this, um, he had joined in the killing himself, saying that uh, Ferguson had killed nearly all the Negroes and that he had joined in on the act of villainy. Those are his words. So oh, he said it, villain. not us. He said it. Yeah, that's his words. Yeah. Yes, son. So, uh, in the end, the massacre uh, killed uh, forty-five to fifty Union soldiers that were mainly wounded, majority of them black. When General Robert E. Lee of the Confederacy, my great 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 grand, oh yeah, uh, uncle, <laughs> good dodge, yeah. Are, are you you're serious, Travis? Yeah, I am. Travis Lee. I am. I've All right, done I'm going to contain my. Okay, good, good. That's that's fascinating. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, continue. So when Robert E. It's Lee. It's his favorite one. Yeah. When Ro- <laughs> I've tried to roast him. It's just boring. <laughs> it's just oh, too close oh, to home. Oh, it's oh, too close it's to home. Really? Oh, really, Travis? It's boring. Continue. Continue, sir. So Robert E. Lee learned of Robertson's conduct, and he was shocked and disgusted. <laughs> he told General John C. Breckinridge that an off- a, a general officer should have been guilty of the crime you mentioned and instructed him to mm. prefer, he preferred against 
charging him, but putting him on trial. So interesting. Yeah. Well, interesting. So whatever granddaddy says goes. As you grand uncle, grand uncle. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> so, but what happened was, unfortunately, Felix was never tried of his instruction of Ferguson opening up on um, these wounded sh- soldiers and participating in the killing. He got out of it scot free, and he survived the war, returned back to Texas, and became a lawyer, and died in 1928 at the ripe old oh. age of 92. Oh, racist people live really long. Why is that, Avery? Just kept alive by pure venom. It's like it pickles their soul into perpetuity. It's focus. It's focus. When you can, amongst (laughs) other things, sure. When you can divert all the stress in your life (laughs) to something else. If you want to, it's not my fault, molasses. Yeah, exactly. These damn brand people. Exactly. Yeah. Then you can sleep well every night. Hey, how was your night? It was great because I'm a racist. You know, that's I'm like, racist. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, Mike, are you racist? No, I'm not racist. So you sleep like shit. I sleep terribly. Yeah, exactly. He's an insomniac. We all, yeah, there you go. I'd rather sleep like shit than be racist. Yeah, I think, I think that's the a- common a- consensus. I think we get that Avery, here. get me a shirt that says that. I'll right, wear that. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, let's trademark that. I like that, man. TM. So, sleep so, like shit. Sleep like shit. So, Travis. What else, Travis? That gives a whole new meaning shit. to the word woke, actually. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> God damn. Ooh, Jesus. very true. Third eye. Mm. Far too woke. Travis, what about Champ? So Champ, on the other hand, he did get the justice served. As I mentioned, this is one of two men that were convicted, tried, and hanged of uh, war crimes during the war. He met his end by hanging? Yes. Oh. So he probably wow. was laughing the whole way. So other people agreed cool. this guy was war criminal oh, material. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, like even the Confederate generals were like, "Fuck me, like, this guy sucks. This <laughs> That's scum of the earth." If the Confederacy was like, "That guy's a war criminal. Yeah. That guy, you, you need to kill that guy." So <laughs> well, well, we, we were to do something. Look, we were just trying to enslave four million people. <laughs> this guy was going to eat them. He was going to eat four million people. We have to kill him. <laughs> like, that's basically what it was. He yeah. was going to do next level stuff, man. He was going to say bad yeah, words. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so on October 10th, 1865, Champ Ferguson stepped up to the gallows and gave the following really shitty speech. Oh, dear. Send it. Try to read it here. What do you mean? Try. <laughs> got to do it in the Y'all accent. Got to do it, Travis. Got to get that good old Southern boy accent. I am yet and will die a rebel. I killed a good many men, but of course, oh. I never killed a man who did not know I was seeking. Did not who who I did not know I was seeking my life. What? That does not make that doesn't make Travis sense. Is exactly, exactly. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Continue. I always heard that Federals would not take me prisoner, but I would be uh, but I would shoot me down, but would shoot me down wherever they found me. Because <laughs> that is what made me kill more than I otherwise would have done. <laughs> I don't know who's screwing up, Travis or like the. No, it's this. It's this guy. I, it's this guy. I repeat like, that I die up. a rebel out and out, and my last request is my body be moved to White County, Tennessee, 
to be buried on good rebel soil. Bury me underneath the white castle. I really, really hope they were like, oh, fuck this guy. Let's just fucking like bury him in fucking Cincinnati or something. Yeah, right. And then whatever, whatever's easier for us. You know, I don't think be mad at us if we just kind of put him in that dumpster. (laughs) Or he said White County. What if they misinterpreted it as a white castle and they just buried him in Jersey? Yeah. No one would be hilarious if they just buried him in a black church. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> just lay it there forever we should for be in charge like of this history. is not what i was thinking yeah one bit <laughs> i decree that all <laughs> confederates shall now be reinterred and buried in black churches so then we can then draw power from their bodies <laughs> and yes uh that's that, that, I that's a great idea and then great idea guys after champ ferguson gave this stupid ass speech he swung and that's, that's yeah. our boys. Tire swing. That's champ. Oh, yeah. Did he take it like a? Did he take it like a champ? Did he get hanged like a champ? Oh well, you know that everyone gets a boner when you they they hang from the noose. So Is everyone that true? Other things. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You really get a boner when you die. Yeah. Apparently, you you get a boner. You shit yourself. One of the two. I have fucking fried, man. I don't know. Is it? Well, look. Either way. I mean, well, now I know when I die, not to look. Are you suffering from ED? Go hang yourself. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, David Carradine uh, was fucking really showing his yeah, full hot. fucking twelve-inch dong. He was like, "I can't feel it anymore. I got to do kung fu in my mind." Yeah, maybe that's where the word "hung" comes from. I guarantee Ooh. you, Champ Ferguson died with a hard on. That sick fuck. Yeah, and it was oh, fucking. It was a little two-incher. My goodness, you poop your pants He's probably too. Like, yeah, I'm my little chode swinging in the wind. Yeah. Anyway. True, you poop your pants, you shoot directly. And you have a boner, that's crazy. Well, you get a boner. <laughs> a little, little little chode boner, it's fine. That's dope. Boner. Either way, I can't wait to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally get that boner everyone's been talking about. Yeah. So Gen Z, Mike, I can't wait to die. What are you, on TikTok? Oh, you <laughs> going to die. I want to die. <laughs> hey, hey, Tom. Uh, yeah. Country road, take me home. Yeah, let's do some clean reading, Tom. Where I belong. You belong there, all right, descendant. Okay, guys. Guys, uh, I got a fun one. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, Why's that piece of paper blank, Tom? There's, there's nothing on here. There's nothing on this piece of paper. Why I'm are you doing it that? Tom's going off the fly right now. As Avery reported... Um, uh, told us during the break, no one actually knows anything about the Confederacy. It's so true. I'm going to just wing it. Confederacy! On the spot. I like that. I'm going to repeat what I remember uh, uh, of stars upon dars. And <laughs> we'll be judging. I'm going to get into this. No, come on. I'm doing a Confederate guy, and his name is Robert Cobb Kennedy. Who the fuck is that? Uh, I'm glad you asked. You'll find out, Mike. Oh, wait, is he one of the Kennedys? Is he like uh, his great-grandpappy? He's definitely one of the Kennedys. He's Probably <laughs> ha- everyone's related to fucking somebody. All-father some Kennedy. I wouldn't Bobby? be surprised if one of his relatives had sex with Marilyn Monroe under a table. That would be fine. Mm, I would I, have sex with Marilyn Monroe under a table, to be honest. I would have sex with a table underneath Marilyn Monroe. That's interesting. Ooh. That's a milking table. Uh, yes. Also, uh... <laughs> Wait, so he's just related to Bobby Kennedy. No, we don't. Only Bobby <laughs> Kennedy. Bobby. Directly only Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's just DNA Bobby works that way. So anyways, uh, yeah, well, I'll just, let's get into this guy. So uh, he's, a, yeah. he's a Confederate man child, and he's the symbol of failure <laughs> in every regard. Oh. Now, 
Nice. Got all the strong, squandered strong opportunity, intro. cowardice, and zero scout knowledge that you can tell your kids about, tucking them in, making them feel better about the world, okay? I'm talking about them woke. I'm talking about, like, have you ever been to a pep rally? Yes. Okay, imagine, imagine the guy at the pep rally who wants the team to win, but he's also really sad. Okay, like because the team doesn't like him that much. He's just there, like going through the motions. He's like, there, he's taking got the his t-shirt paycheck. on. Yeah. Yeah. He's sad. He wakes up every day. He goes team spirit. And as soon as he gets to school, everyone goes fuck you sideways, you piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of don't like forget me. my I homework went, though. I went to float night once, and I got drunk, and uh, and then there are all the people that were like, "Yeah, team spirit." Right. And I was like, "I'm going to go throw up in behind the dumpster." I'm gonna Wait, go throw up the spirits I drank. Well, you never heard you know, of like float home, night? homecoming. Oh, no. explain. Oh, well, I know homecoming, but float like they make floats for your homecoming. Yeah, they didn't yeah. for mine. Yeah, we wow. would do like know. all the dumb people that were way too into school spirit would make fucking floats, and there'd be dumb yeah, not, themes not, like not Pixar. in Pennsylvania. I'll tell you that man, they didn't have no floats for no Pennsylvania homecoming queens or no floats. <laughs> Yeah, for some reason yeah. on Long Island, they, you know, we have a tremendous homeless problem, but we are willing to buy vehicles to let teenagers put and flowers on. Uh, yeah, the worst yeah. years of your life, high school. Like, who wants to remember that shit? You well, know? maybe some people are just homeless because they want to be. Let's I mean, continue. That's true. <laughs> now. No, well, it's not like that. Look, uh, I, maybe I made it a an analogy here that is a slight false equivalency as I would say that he was welcomed by some of his Confederate. Uh, what was his peers. name again? Robbie? So his name is Ro- uh, Robert Cobb Kennedy, but I'm going to call Robin, him Robert Robert Cobb. Robo. Robo Cobb is more Robo Cobb. I like that. Robo Cobb is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do Robo Daddy Cobb. likes that. So Robo Cobb, he's born October 25th, 1835 in the great state of Georgia to John Bailey Kennedy, a respected quack and a woman <laughs> named Eliza Lydia Cobb. Now this woman had a lot of money, oh, because her like family that. had a lot. Of, she didn't make it herself. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, Let's, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Still her money though. She had, she had, she had the money. She had that money, money. Though. So what happens is that, uh, <sighs> so you born down south. Your mom's got money. That's cool. What happens? The money is spent poorly. So, uh, Robo Cobb had six younger siblings, and they're not important at all. Yeah. What is important <laughs> is that when the family money started to dry up, the family moved to Alabama. In search of prosperity. That's what you with, do. Well, really? With no such luck. <laughs> Go to Alabama, my son. Right? <laughs> no offense to Alabama, but that's not really like target. All prosperity. the offense right, to Alabama. Here. Sorry, not sorry. We I have think a the few only lovely, the only we, person who got the only person who got prosperity in Alabama was Bubba from uh Forrest Gump. Because he went into the best trip. Yeah, and I think he that... didn't come back from Vietnam. What are you talking? He about? He did not make it back from Vietnam. Forest, forest prospered. Why this well, happened? Forest. The spirit of Bubba was the, the only sh- reason okay. why Forest prospered. Wait, I have seen is, the Bubba shrimp. Is Forest named after your Cretan fella? I yeah. was gonna make the joke during the massacre. As a reminder, of, that sometimes there was a joke I was gonna make during the massacre of sense. gun forest gun, but it seemed in bad taste as my yeah. slaughtered. I'm gonna so be I honest, Cody. Alone, I'm glad you didn't. But thank do you that for one. reopening <laughs> that can of worms. I just want to ask because you know it's about the South. Here we are. We're in Alabama. Okay, so South. Alabama, as you could imagine, doesn't go yes. well for the family for the Cobb Kennedys. Okay, so they 
<laughs> pack up their bags and they head to Louisiana to find actual prosperity. That sounds the, better. In the form of 3,000 acres and a few dozen slaves to help out around the house. You Never know. mind. Just a few dozen. Now, some years of help, uh, it better, <laughs> excuse me, um, some years of the help had uh, put this family in a situation where you would consider them loaded. Okay, so yeah. they, they went from, ah, you know, it's not working out well to, oh, we have a lot of slaves and we are selling uh, this. I, I think I don't actually don't know what they're selling, to be honest with you. I missed that. But what, so Louisiana is number one export. Does anyone want to guess? Is it tobacco? Cotton? Racism? Nope. Nope. Uh, shrimp? Anyone? Moonshine? Nope. Ooh. Sugar. 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 Oh. Okay. Sugar. That's one. Of, yeah. Okay. So much right. sugar. Brown sugar. So no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, no, it was brown. <laughs> so so Wait, based Tom. on that, it's likely that this sweet ass family was selling sugar. Some sweet ass Tom, you're, Tom, you're just saying they became Kennedys. Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, okay, you say they became rich, they just became Kennedys. Right, right, exactly. His the father's name lived yeah, up so redundancy. <laughs> They're always looking for some sugar, baby. Anyway. So they were able to sling enough sugar. To start taking quarterly trips to Disneyland to celebrate their family business. Right. Now, we can assume that Robocop had the finest tutors in Louisiana. At age 18, <laughs> he shot himself up to West Point, where his donkey brain took full effect and wow. he was able to achieve absolutely nothing. Oh, dude. Uh, yep. well, Congratulations. Can I, can I add like a, a weird thing that I kind of want your opinion on, Avery, or, or just like your, your sure, take sure, on? sure, 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 sure. Is uh, what I think is so weird about the Civil War, because I started to do a little bit of research on Grant and like a few other guys, Robert E. Lee, your it's, uncle. It, it was almost like, like they all went to West Point, all these generals, and then they yes. just had like a post college like scuffle. It's so weird. They all were like friends at West Point. Colleagues. So. Oiled up and then scuffled. Yeah. So. So they all went to West Point, and then they all had uh, military experience in the same war before the Civil War, and that was the Mexican-American War. Yeah. And a lot of them mm. who were in the classes of, say, 1836 to 1846, like those 10 years, um, you're seeing a lot of these guys going down to Mexico and either getting frontline, like, hard combat experience, or they're getting, like... Hey, I'm a logistics officer. Hey, I'm an engineer. Hey, I'm a signal <laughs> officer, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just interesting because they're all booty booty. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to the 1850s and, you know, the question of slavery. This is part of that lost cause narrative. It just tears these friends apart. Oh. But it's interesting because these guys definitely take sides. Grant is interesting because he married into a slave owning family, the Dents out of St. Louis. And, um, the whole thing about that was like, yeah, my wife's dad is a slave owner. He sucks, but, uh, you know, he I don't like fun. slavery that much. So I'm going to fucking say defy this guy and we're going to go go up to uh, to Galena, Illinois, yeah. where my dad owns a leather shop. And yeah, we're going to sell leather instead of own slaves. And I mean, I, I think Avery's fucking cheating. He's got a Wikipedia page. Open. No, 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 no. It's just my brain. Um, here, I'm going to pull him down for everyone to see. Ah. So this is Ulysses. Oh, you got um, Grant right there. He's got a fucking portrait. So, He's got a fine um, portrait. You know, this is my guy. And I... I always is that autographed? 
No, I wish. I gotta go. I gotta time travel. You guys are welcome to come with me when I. We gotta figure out the math. Yeah, I gotta figure out the math. But if Avengers has taught me anything, is it's possible? Yeah, we'll put you in whiteface or something. (laughs) My God. (laughs) Or you know, I just will adone a a personality. I want him safe. He's a good (laughs) just fucking. Just bring him. Just bring a a gun. Let me let me just say this. (laughs) Have you seen the guns we have today versus what they have there? Just bring a gun. You'll be fine. Yeah, like an, an AR-15 could rule the world. Oh, back give then. me an AR-12. Yeah, yeah right. Shot I mean, but like, yeah, these he's uh, he's a great he, guy. He's also a he, drunk. Yeah, well, actually, he's that's not. not mutually exclusive. That's not he's, true. Look Wait, at this that's podcast. Not true. So the only thing I'll say about Grant's drunkenness is that he drank before the war when he was stationed in California in the ass end of nowhere, and he missed the birth of his second son. He was super Ooh. sad. And did what I did after I got dumped by my whore of an ex, which was drink a lot. So, you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna definitely have, you know, emotions to sift through when you're stuck on the fucking west coast of California in the 1850s. But that never followed him into the Civil War. He never oh. was drunk during a battle. He was never drunk during a campaign. Um, it's really just kind of that lost cause. I thought that uh-huh. narrative, which it wow. did spill into the union side of it was Grant never defeated Robert E. Lee. He was just a drunk, a butcher who had more men and just threw it at, at Lee. That's just not the case. These are at all. These are people so, who are, are saying that he couldn't have accomplished anything because he was drinking, but still think that the song Stormtrooping by Ted Nugent, which was definitely <laughs> written while drinking. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, hey, okay. yeah, well, maybe drinking's yep. not the problem if that's where you're going with this. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. Thank, tell us more about Bobby sure. Kennedy. It, thank you for that history. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, Cheers. so we'll get back into uh, RoboCob here. So RoboCob. This Robo-Cob. guy, he was, he's pretty stoops uh, in his brain. He, he's <laughs> what you would call a clog. Now, I believe this man was born too early. Now, if he was alive Woo. in today's times he would excel in wiping people's windshields for tips that's the kind of guy <laughs> but they didn't have windshields back then. they wipe my horse please <laughs> now had horse eyelids yeah Robocop was expelled uh. for heavy drinking and headed back to louisiana to fight his dad now why would you fight your daddy. dad because of traditional southern dad values is a sith lord yeah dad, stop banging my old mommy i'm gonna fuck you up you wake up <laughs> yeah. in the morning yeah you take a swig, and then you take a swing at Pops. That's yeah. what it is. Swig and swing. Ooh, that's swing a good swing. podcast name. Swig and swing. Listen, I'm moving down to Georgia. It's not a bed and breakfast. It's there. a swig and swing. We're, I got a swig and a swing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leather myself up and oh get a son. You mean lather? Your son's going to be spitting to bed. No, no, no. I'm just, <laughs> no. You no, actually I'm just, leather. No, I'm just, not, I'm just not going to wear sunscreen ever. <laughs> All right, so I'm, that's fair. And I'll just be outside all the time. And so I'll, you're just going to wait inside all the leather. Wait. Once my son them. is once my son is eight, I'm going to be like, "That's your bottle of liquor. You can get it as soon as you can reach that shelf, son." And then he, he's tall; he'll have my genetics. So floor, by the time he's, he's thirteen, he'll be swinging at me, and we'll be I'll at least make it like good bourbon. I mean, at least make it fulfilling. Like teen angst know? time. He always he's like thirteen. He's pissed off all the time. Listen, no, all I'm saying, it's, it's. I'm just saying, don't question tradition okay you beat your kids right. punch your Fair kid enough. in the face once in a while that's what you got to do. now <laughs> when the civil war started robocop joined up with the first louisiana regulars which is <laughs> regulars the regulars we're the regulars um, i 
I don't know why you would name yourself that as a tr- uh, as a, some any kind of troop. well the expendables so the whole, were taken the whole, already the whole yeah. term regulars comes from the U.S. Army. There is the U.S. Army Army Regular Brigade or division, and it was all like the professional career army soldiers it's very interesting that someone from louisiana would name themselves regulars because they're all fucking volunteers that yeah all militia yeah they're not regular right exactly i had heard that term before and i go i'm pretty sure this comes with like extensive training and time yeah and uh these people are literally just drunk and go just militia i came out of west point because i did it wrong and now i'm gonna do it right yeah (laughs) shit's up north in the revolution, I hate New York. In the revolution, we fought British regulars because they were fucking soldiers, and we were just men that had farmers, farmers and fucking like tavern owners. Man, yeah, I like that tactical shirt. Navy shirts. All right, I'll play paintball. I know. Now, RoboCop showed these Union pricks who who was who by getting injured immediately during the bloody battle of Shiloh in Harding, Oh, Tennessee. Shiloh LaBeouf. We mentioned Shiloh. This before. Shiloh yeah. LaBeouf fucks up a lot of Confederates. I'm just saying. Yeah. So it was a big deal. We it was touched on before. Like I said, super bloody battle. Um, what happened? Band-aids to him? used. What happened to him exactly? I forgot. He, he said it. Well, he got injured immediately. He tell it what happened. He got rocked. Well, he, he got rocked. Like he was his first major battle. He gets rocked at the Battle of Shiloh between August sixth and seventh. It's it's gnarly. Yeah, it's like one of the. It's all the casualties from Shiloh uh, accumulate all of the previous wars casualties combined from the Revolution Mexican American War yeah, in damn. two days. Wow. Two, For yeah. American cat, like Americans killed, captured, wounded, or missing, and we're including Confederates. Uh, ex- instead of labeling them belligerents, which we really should be doing, but um, yeah, um, all the previous wars combined, you have in two days at Shiloh with about twenty-two thousand casualties. It's bad KD. Damn it, bad KDR. All right, maybe bad, you can clear something up. KD. I have a question too. So, uh, Shiloh, that is that yes. technically a Union victory? It is absolutely a Union victory. Right. So the Union, they were attacked there by the Confederates. The Confederates failed to push them into the Tennessee River. And Ulysses S. Grant, with reinforcements, will drive them from the field on August 7th on the second day of the battle. So uh, it is out and out a Union victory, but it's just the bloodiest battle yet at that point. Right. And there's going to be six more battles after that that are way bloodier in terms of casualties. I can do that later uh, in terms of the countdown. So let me ask you something. Uh, in reading about it, the Union apparently had more casualties, even though it was a V. And that has to do yeah. more with, like, the, the, the ground kept, per se. Right? It has, yeah, you can win a battle if you lose pretty much your whole army and still drive the enemy from the field. It, it, like, the casualty losses have nothing to do with who wins or loses. It right. really Location. just comes down to yeah, as, who, as is, I, who, as, who stands tall on the field yeah, at the yeah. end of the day. Mike, right. as I as I said during my forest episode, like he did that little trickery to win, you know, force yeah, a surrender a little, from a, a shady you know what I mean? face in a first yeah. grader. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every every please sit down. Mike plays CSGO. So yes. he's really the expert here. He knows. I have a high, high IQ when it comes to tactical yeah, shooters. Yeah, yeah. Look, Mike, pulls that tell diaper, me, man. Mike. Tell me, Very man. Cool. <laughs> I got smokes. I got flashes. I got strats. If you got flashbangs, we're good to go, man. Yeah. You got flash plates. Banana. Let's Mike, go. You can't, you always can't flash without banana. using utility. You can't use it. Oh, yeah, banana. Fucking shoot in, then. Let's go. Rush beat, comrades. Let's <laughs> That's go. another way to sleep well at night. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, Robocop. Now, he gets all fucked up. Um, I'm going to chalk this up to him stubbing his toe. So he ends up... It happens. painful. 
He walks with a limp. The rest <laughs> Ow, my toe. And everyone laughed at him for how stupid he was. Plus, maybe why he was so angry all the time. I don't know. People are making fun of him. I just toe. like I like laying it on thick. You know me, Mike. I know. <laughs> anyway, he's still like a hundred percent into Confederacy game, and he's like, "Let me help." So he becomes the assistant to former classmate <laughs> General Joseph Wheeler. Now, yeah. He's out there. He's chilling. He's doing his thing. He's he's um, assisting. Now, one day during a hard, it was a hard day of assisting, from what I understand. Hard day. He was captured by some Union gentlemen and taken to Johnson's Island in Sandusky, Ohio. Mm -hmm. If you guys, if you guys know anything about Johnson, you don't want to be on his island, dude. Yeah, (laughs) he's got good sausage, man. I'll tell you. Yo, Ohio had the same Johnson. It's the same Johnson, I, Johnsonville. I guarantee he was all the brats, man. Yo, is but I'm little St. Johnson. Well, no, this is Johnson, uh, Johnson, Sandusky, okay. Ohio. Johnson, yeah, Johnson, no, if Johnson. you're going to be imprisoned anywhere, it's Sandusky, Ohio. They have fucking Cedar Park. For the Cedar Point, Travis Kwan. Yeah. Oh, dude, this guy's it. having a great time. He's you doing fucking visit, he's doing Millennium Force. He's doing fucking all these rides. Look, Elmira, New York's the worst Confederate POW camp for the Union. Like, they, you don't want to be a Confederate prisoner of war in Elmira because they, like, we're here in New York where it snows a lot. And you Southern assholes who don't get a lot of snow meet snow. And that's literally every winter for the well, war. Yeah. Well, that, um, was, that it, was the other war criminal that I forgot. Uh, his name is Wirtz or something. He was a Union yeah. boy, I think. And he was uh, in wow. charge of a camp, I believe. Andersonville? Yeah, it might have been Andersonville. Because he's the only one that gets like convicted, tried, hung in yeah. front of everybody and besides Champ. Um <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember his first name, but yeah, the guy who runs Andersonville will be convicted and hung for his treatment of Union POWs at Andersonville. Huh. It's not a good time. Dude, POWs in, in Civil War is not good. You should go to Sandusky Cedar Point. Have fun. Confederates would say that Johnson's Island sucked, but fuck Confederates. So, you know. Well, here's the thing. I don't know how much it sucked. In fact, I don't think it sucked that much at all. You see, this guy had a limp and he was able to get out. He made a ladder. <laughs> out of <laughs> what? Bones? No, yeah, that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's some like, solid snake shit. You made a well, ladder and that's got some out. That's some MacGyver like, shit, dun, dun, man. Dun, dun, dun. I, I just want to, you know, like the idea of going to Johnson's Island. Oh, God. Sandusky. I mean, Sandusky is really on you know, 2012 came around. Sandusky melted a whole different thing. Um, so you guys, you guys stay away. Now, like I said, it's because I'm from Pennsylvania, isn't it, Tom? Is that why you had to? No, I'm just kidding. Well, that's what I'm just saying. You got to stay away from uh, Sandusky's Johnson or Johnson Sandusky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, both yeah. I like it. No, Arnar, 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 Arnar. So anyway, hold on one second. He breaks up this bed or something and makes a makeshift ladder, ladder, and escapes Johnson's Island. Now presented with one option, which is to run back to Louisiana, which could take like months, or head north for a day and make it to Canada. Cobb headed north. He was like, I'm going there. There was that lots poutine. of Confederates in Canada. Yeah, I know that. Dude, well, I'd go to Canada for some poutine right now. That shit's delicious. It's yeah. delicious. Anyway. There's, there's oh many good God. people in Canada, but also at oh the time, goodness. it was a little touch and go. Do you think that the Confederates that went up there got fucked up by the freed slaves that also went up there on the Underground yes. Railroad? 
There's no evidence, but I want to imagine in my head that they were like, hey, motherfucker. Yeah. The, funny the, yeah, funny time. You called like, me that racial hey, slur. how you doing? <laughs> I love Ontario. Yeah. This guy's like, motherfucker. <laughs> Bonsoir. Yeah. I'm imagining like a Samuel L. Jackson looking and escaped slave yeah. just being like, yo, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and just like stomping him like, oh. I, I welcome this idea. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there, but I would like to assume that that maybe people were keeping track of who was coming across the border. Also, I something like you the way you see border patrol since 1862. <laughs> something you absolutely need to keep in mind with this is that, like, it, it's not like the union was filled with all these people who loved black people. It wasn't no, like people yeah, who were like, absolutely. we all love black people up here. And, like, You're correct, Tom. It's yet. Yeah, there was plenty of racist people up here. Like this Irish Americans detested black folk in New York and Boston and still do to this day. I can't go to South Boston without fucking fearing for my life. Anyway, continue, Tom. Jeez. Well, fucking look, we Mark got- Wahlberg. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Dude, Mark Wahlberg's a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he say something? Shit. When was he alive during he stabbed the someone Civil War. in the eye with like a pencil when he's younger and like like yeah, person. fucked up a Philippine wow. guy. Yep, he fucked up a He's Filipino. Like super, like uh, very uh, a lot of hate crimes in his younger years. Yep, yeah. fuck Mark Wahlberg and his brother Wicked Donnie, sick. even though he was in fucking Band Donnie. Of Rose, I love. Well, anyway. continue, shit. Tom. No, that's fine. I'm learning. I'm learning more. Yeah, I was the, just coming fuck off the Wahlberg family. Sure, make sure if you're at home and you live in like I don't know Uniontale. That uh, you know, it wasn't all gravy there too. <laughs> I was watching a new kid's on the block. Yeah. I'm in Unionsburgs, all the burgs. Anyway. Now, so he runs up north, and he met with this guy named Jacob Thompson, oh, who was ex secretary of uh, ex secretary of interior, and he at mm-hmm. the time was the current chief of the Confederate Secret Service. Huh? What? That existed? Ooh, yeah, of course, that did exist. Who's good? Let me ask you something. Who is going sure. to save the secrets of the South? <laughs> Who is going to save They're the recipes? So Who is going to make sure that these recipes don't go all willy-nilly? Deep state. You need a yeah, the, secret service. Deep state. Yeah, the, the, the squirrel kebab recipe. Yeah. yeah. How are we going to protect this? Anyway. Yeah. Squirrel kebab recipe. Kebabs. Now, Thompson mm. made a terrible mistake mm. of recruiting this Robocop bum as a spy. <laughs> so he's like, you, you also don't like just below where we are. Why don't you work for me? I'm a spy, by the way. I'm, I'm assuming this is how this, this happened in some yeah, uh, Canadian tavern. Where Did I? Like, oh, wait, wrong accent. I'll have one Labatt Blue and and uh, <laughs> please. Hey, I noticed your accent. It was a Molson. Oh, my, how Molson. dare you? Yeah. Yeah, not a Molson triple X. Right. Yeah. yeah. How dare you? We we drink Molson's <laughs> and talk about how much we hate Abraham Molson's hockey. <laughs> I hate you Abraham. Seen that guy? I love He's too fucking tall. I don't trust fucking tall people. I love fucking his quality. Daddy Blinken's a fucking snipe Sally's boy. What's in the hat, bastard? Tell yeah, it was just it was just it was just Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> I could totally fucking see that. That Trevor makes all makes sense yeah. now how they got there. Right. They're all descendants. Of hey, dude, you kind of seem like spies. You want to come be on my spies team? Yeah, I'm gonna be I'll some spies. Fucking actually, let's do, do some it. spy totally shit, spies. man. This is gonna be great. <laughs> okay, let me continue anyway. here, guys. We have a we have some to go. Now, <laughs> Cobb joined a group of 15 Confederate spies who thought it would be a great idea 
to burn down some of New York City. Now, I mean, I sympathize. What part are they burning down? Oh, uh-oh, so let, Cody. Let me tell uh-oh. you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this is I couldn't help but think to myself that I need to explain New York City in eighteen sixty four. Yeah, right? yeah. just Manhattan. Right? Now the year before nope. in nineteen eighteen sixty three, we saw massive riots protesting the Lincoln drafts. Now Lincoln kept recruiting people to fight the war against the South, and um, the feeling in New York was that. Lincoln's got to finish this up a lot quicker or just let the South go. They're that like, was, we don't really care that much, to be that honest. Was in, because, because all the freaking people in New York City at the time were Irish immigrants who were making up almost 30% of the army, the Union ooh. armies, and they were just fed up with having to get their citizenship um, by going to fight in the Union armies. And the Democratic politicians who were against Lincoln at Tammany Hall, that's all boss tweed and yeah. those fat motherfuckers. Um, they were like, Hey, guess whose fault it is? It's these, uh, black folk who you're competing with jobs for. So, um, during those draft riots, blacks were targeted significantly yeah. for that purpose. And yeah, that's, that's New York black city I- sucks during that's the city. Well, that black Irish from. 18, 1863 saw all kinds of lynchings and terrible things happening to, yep. uh, to the black yep. folk. Over yep. there. Yeah. It the was 60s like- were never good. What's that? Those Those the century. Century. No matter what century you're in, dude. Yeah. yeah. suck. Yeah. Look, well, that was the Blasio of- is still making up for it now. He's not doing a good job, but you yeah. can see the guilt. He's waiting it. another 40 years, but he's making up for it now. He's trying to. Dude, Terrible things are going to That was the end of Gangs of New York. I mean, fucking where they fucking they 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 shot at the fucking downtown Manhattan. So they did send <laughs> troops in, but they never shelled the streets of New York. That is inaccurate. But anyway. All right. Yeah. Well, they they look at this party. Buzz. Sorry, Buzz Killington you're a, here. You're a party pooper. <laughs> I'm a pooper party. Well, no, I'm glad you were there. I thought they did. I saw Leonardo DiCaprio jumping. No, they did shoot. They they don't get me wrong. They shot plenty of people. They they killed plenty of people, but they, they never shelled killed. the city. No. Well, either way, they New should've. York at the time was filled with terrible people <laughs> who had nothing but their their selfish people. Goddamn they Irish were like, people. we're done with your war, Lincoln. We're, you stupid idiot. Because honestly, <laughs> I, I, the whole thing was a mess. It's like the bloodiest yeah. war people had ever seen. They're like, holy crap. Like, you know, we were just reading. <laughs> the Where does it end? Yeah. So look, yeah. I understand that people emotions were high. So to me, the way I see this with my critical eye, on these group of Canadian confederates that are coming down <laughs> going, let's do New York City one. It's like, why? The place is already a dumpster fire. If anything, you're going to get people there to be mad at the Confederacy. They're already yeah. mad at the Union. So why it's not just yes. skirt around it and go home? They didn't think about this is not like where the action is happening. That, no. It's, it's like the little, the, the few people who were into fighting this cause at the time, it would have further ignited that. So, yeah, it's all same dumb. same mistake with 9-11. Well, that's what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> you can't. Is that all? They well, should have gone to Texas. Nar, ar, I did nar. iPhones would be different. <laughs> well, after all, New Yorkers never forget. They're so forgetting. No. Once you attack They really here, don't. God once you it. get in here, they will not forget. They will, uh, nope. They're they will put it all over their cars. And, uh, yeah. Oh, damn it all. Maybe anyway. a tattoo here or there. I never forgetty. Never you know, speaking of Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> they, never forgetty you know, spaghetti. He didn't even need to claim to um, to 
in an alternative universe need to be here because this terrorist attack went so south very quick. Now, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> claiming how the other, you know, oh, if I was on one of those flights, it would have been a little different. It's like, well, that's pretty bold, Mark. Huh, um, you would have just been confused. Yeah, exactly. Be <laughs> like, well, pff, I was here to save here? something, but uh, it seems fine. Wait, Wait is that one What the hell's going on? Is that the one where he huh? tries to fight the wind in Pennsylvania? That's that was Google a ter- you know, I, I had a girlfriend. What are you talking about? I had a girlfriend the take happening. me to that what? movie. Huh? What? What? You actually went there? What? Huh? I I had a Mark, what? I had what a girlfriend and she was like, I want to see the happening. Which you oh, go with? Oh, Tom. what a shit! I think I have Gilbert Grape for some reason. Was Gil- he wasn't in that. I was talking about. I was talking about Mark. I know. Walmart. I got confused for a second. <laughs> oh my god! Dad's dead, Gilbert. <laughs> anyway, Boston man. Uh, <laughs> oh, mommy's waiting for Marnie. Bad movie. Okay, let me get back into this. October twenty seventh, eighteen sixty four. These sixteen men, one of which one of which was RoboCop. They headed down from Canada with some sweet disguises and checked Boot into time. some various hotels all over New York City. The plan just... is, on election day, to use Greek fire to start fires all what? over and overwhelm the fire departments and cause a panic. Now, Greek fire, uh, does anyone know what Greek fire is? Tzatziki sauce. Dragons. Fire. I, well, I thought the recipe was lost dragons. to history. Yeah, the recipe was Imagine lost dragons. to history. Cody. It's not well, Imagine Dragons. Sorry, Mike. Gotta imagine those dragons. Damn it. God damn it. Now, Greek, Greek fire is a chemical mixture right. that sets on fire when exposed to oxygen. It's fucking this. Game of Thrones bullshit. What the hell? Yeah, it's, it, it, it's very spewy. It, it, I, yeah. I think it's a good adjective. Well, I think, I think when you ignited it properly, you could do it on water. And uh, it was in, invented in the 1600s. <laughs> I mean, not the 1600s. The 600s. Battle Black by, Water Bay. You got this? Do you have this name? Calicinus of Heliopolis. Damn, what a name. Greek nope. as hell. This yeah, guy was like, well, I big, love my country and I love to cook a lamb. Greek the big fire. The big thing Dude. is they don't know the original like recipe of, like what Cody was saying. They don't know the original recipe of Greek fire. Like, how do these motherfuckers yeah. come up with this shit? Try and they came up with fucking... It, 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 other I, I feel is like, anyone else is anyone else just imagining like the green fire from game of thrones because i am yeah like really hard i don't just, know like I, they're just gonna like olive light oil shit burn up green? on the fire <laughs> if you're greek maybe. only if you're greek only if you're greek yeah the greens so. it, it burns blue and white brother yes <laughs> brothers Right now, they were trying to set shit up. I don't know. So anyway, they got their hands on this stuff. It's got like phosphorus in it. It's mostly phosphorus. Oh, like shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, not yeah. good at all smelling. So for no. a few days before the attack, um, just a few days before they planned it, like I said, it was on uh, election day. So early November 1864. Just before then, a group in Chicago Fucking with Chicago. similar intentions were caught by the union. So the guys decided to lay low for a few weeks and push back their attack. Pussies. Now, during this time, the 16 <laughs> men, they went to the M&M store and went to saw Wicked twice. Marshall Mathers! Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I saw Wicked too. twice? Hell yeah. Well, they had to see it twice. I mean, they Did were, they see kinky boots? They, uh, that's a good question. Not everything has been documented properly. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> several journals. The documentation is uh Watchy at best. Yeah. yeah. So I'm working with what I got. Fake guys. news. Tom spreading misinformation. No, Mike. No, fuck please. you, Mike. Please, Mike. <laughs> podcasts and fake news. 
You didn't know we were doing this tonight. You didn't research anything, cocksucker. I I was going to do, what's his name? And then I was like, you know. What is his name, cocksucker? (laughs) I was going to do. uh, Copernicus McGlernicus. Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee. Name me one. I got to think of a bad person. Mike. Uh, Benedict Arnold. (laughs) Mike, name one other person in in the Civil War besides Robert E. Lee right now. (laughs) Ulysses S. Grant. All right, not that one, because we talked about it. Yeah, should have said Confederate. I'll pull it out of my ass right now. Confederate's name we would. I'll be impressed. Jimmy Dean won't count. Jimmy Dean. No, it won't count. No. (laughs) He didn't just make George Washington Carver. Is that a little bit? No. That's a black guy, first of all. Absolutely not. 1870s, I'm thinking. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think, uh... I had a history class in college. A lot of <laughs> I totally forgot who this fuck's name was. <laughs> well, it's fine. Uh, hey, Mike. Say Jeb, Just say Jeb no, Stewart. Just say Jeb Stewart. Just say Jeb Stewart. Let's talk about Robocop. Robocop. Let's go. Yeah. Robocop. Now, in late November, the Confederate spies were given the signal by themselves, probably, to unleash the fury of Greek fire. But as it turns out, Greek fire does not come with instructions and is not nearly as intuitive intuitive as they thought so the fires they created not very good not good at all <laughs> so i'll put this shit out I guess. travis you seem beside yourself with that comment yeah now the way it worked is that they wore disguises <laughs> and then each guy would check into like multiple hotels so they can plant their greek fire in the hotels yeah. and then move from hotel to hotel so they're trying to burn down the whole city let me wow, tell you how this motherfuckers, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> they would start fires in their fancy hotel rooms, some of which were put out by hotel staff or visitors, as it's not that's, that's awesome, like, right? Oh, oh my god, that's a great yeah. service. Yeah. That's Down great customer service. God damn it. Hey, do you have like a napkin I could put this out with? Yeah, like, I, I'm picturing I'm picturing yeah. like a Manuel from Faulty Towers, like, oh no, we must need to put out the fire. We must need yeah. to put out the fire. Mr. Faulty, Mr. Faulty. Mr. Faulty. <laughs> now most of the fires were never even discovered they just were set in the hotel rooms and then went Hold out out <laughs> as soon as the guys closed the door dude that is some that is some fucking james bond shit dude dude right right, right? i hope it's still burning right, behind though? me as they close the door yeah, like, I, hope so. I hope they did it they actually found uh, uh extra bottles of the greek fire just laying around like some of the master spies got really? scared and they ran away because that's lost they didn't in history they, they found this mission impossible episode would have been great just yeah saying. they found something oh worthy of museum yeah well speaking of museums as robocop ty cobb look we got one. I almost said Ty Cobb. I'm glad I wasn't the only one thinking that. Anyway, continue. Oh, he did that episode. Are they somehow related? He's not at all related. Ty, Ty Cobb's Cobb. kind of a scumbag. He's well, right he with Bobby Kennedy, He's dude. Right. He was played by uh, Tommy Lee Jones in that movie. It was a good movie. Good movie. Uh, <laughs> there's only one record of the fire that he caused. Now, apparently, he had went to a couple of hotels. Uh, he was a drunk, as I mentioned before. He was drinking. He was fighting his dad all day, all night. Mm-hmm. So. The one fire we know that he caused, it definitely stirred up the most panic in the entire uh, display of incompetence. The hammered cob was running from one hotel to another, and he finds himself on the, the corner of Broadway and Ann Street in Lower Manhattan. He looks okay. up, and there's the famed P.T. Barnum Museum, and says oh. to himself, I'm going to fuck me a Fiji mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a monkey, isn't it? 
This is a quote. Well, it's a quote. Fiji I don't know. Fiji mermaid and words. monkey. Fiji monkey's a mermaid sewn to like a fish ass. Now, oh damn. Ew. Cody, don't do that. Okay, like that. it's a history show. It's not science. Yeah, science. There. Now, damn it. I'm gonna tell you this. Go listen to Roast Mortem episode. 28. Understand more Good. about the world and specifically PT, the cruise in Barnum. It's a great episode. I was probably way less angry then. <laughs> Tom was a brighter boy. I was probably brighter. I had more brain brighter, cells, brighter. more hope, and almost none brighter. of it left. So he tosses a bottle of Greek fire into one of the main staircases in the museum. Oh, no, everyone says. They all go, no, we're looking at things. Oh, so women start ah. screaming about freeing the animals. Get the animals out of here. Of course, they have children with Wait, them. But what? We know women. There's animals in the museum? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So P.T. Barnum's museum, <laughs> it was recorder zoo. Tom, can I finish the story here? So the world's most stretchable <laughs> man stretched his stomach out and stretched it over the fire that he threw and put it out. Smothering it. Yeah, that smothered. would be cool. So uh, like a grape. Uh, uh, on the shore, <sighs> like. What happened was is that he takes his Greek fire and he throws it and it makes a spectacle because it's on this staircase that's right like in this the main area. area. So everyone's going, oh, no, this is bad. But the fire goes out like kind of on its own because it's, you know, it's everything's finished. There's like it's Greek. Yeah, it's Greek. Greek, Yeah. So half the job done cheap. Mm. Now, gyros. P.T. Barnum writes to to New York, New York Times, and he goes, "Uh, here's an open letter about the catastrophe. Okay, guys, I don't have it right in front of me. Well, what I do know is that in it, he mentions how the buffoon who caused the fire caused almost no damage. So don't worry. Come on by. (laughs) The stairs are still fine. In fact, come on by and check out the damage he caused. So P.T. Barnum was actually able to bring in people. More customers. Stunt. Capitalism. Stupid stunt. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Funny enough, within a year, the museum did actually burn down. And lots of animals were toasted alive. There was no. a, there was a whale soup ready to go. No, uh, okay. But it Is it a soup like, served hot? Here is the thing. Here is the thing that New Yorkers hate to hear. It has nothing to do with a racist. It just happened. Damn it! Faulty yeah. wiring. Probably. Well, what's hey, what's the point then? Oh, right. You can't be angry anymore. Why are She's we like, talking ah. about this? If a racist, there's didn't no do racists it. involved. Why am I fucking hearing Tom, about they it? Probably right. blamed it on the Irish. Yeah, probably. You yeah. could probably blame it on some kind of Irish union. It was a, you know, it was electrical fire. Yeah, Irish oh, so oh. <laughs> New York Times reports. There's not even electricity yeah. yet. Yeah, let me. <laughs> New York let Times reports. It was the O'Malley brothers again. They were coming down with a cabbage and they spilled it all over the floor. And oh no! The fl- <laughs> yeah, let me the ask Mike. Started a yes. match fire. No, no. <laughs> Mike, I gotta ask you: Would you trust any of our mutual uncles to wire your house? No. Yeah, they're insane. <laughs> yeah, you <can't laughs> see. no, because I know because I know because I, I I'm part of the family, so I know that like, like right. I know I know how it goes. Right, you see how I wouldn't be able to do it, so they wouldn't be able to do it. Right, it's how it I know. Works. It, I would just do a half-ass job. If your dad was a lawyer, you'd be a lawyer. You know what? He'll be a good a lawyer. lawyer. He didn't do it. He will be a great lawyer. That guy. Hmm. He'll be instead, like, he's a janitor. Said he's just a stand-up comedian. A good janitor, though. Great what happened, Tom? What happened to RoboCop? Uh, sorry, guys. I went on a tangent with my cousin Mike here about Irish people. Um, on this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, just ask me how he died. 
He was how do you die, Tr- Tom? How do you die? Okay, so of the sixteen spies involved in this heinous display of idiocy, <laughs> Cobb was the <laughs> only one caught. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> what a dipshit. Anyway, now he was put in <laughs> Super Lafayette Irish. in Brooklyn, which is now high end uh, real estate. That's a Supreme. Just store. kidding. I don't know, but we'd have to assume it is. It's all like high end real estate. Yeah. yeah. He was tried for conspiracy. Uh, the judge found Cobb guilty of the charges and sentenced to hang. Oh, on Ooh. March twenty fifth, oh. eighteen sixty five, Robo Cobb, aka Robert Cobb Kennedy, was hung as the last Confederate soldier to be executed by the U.S. government. Hard as a rock. Ah, oh, such a good year, eighteen sixty five. Yeah, good yeah. uh, music that year. Honestly, I I had to think <laughs> of myself. You know, the, there probably the was that talk where. Where the union people were like, maybe we should just stop. You know, like these are, yeah, the war's over, but they're still our neighbors. They're U.S. citizens again. Well, I'm just thinking maybe they made an exception for him. Maybe there was another guy who was the last before him, and they were like, nah. (laughs) In my in my honest opinion, they didn't hang enough people, not near enough. Oh yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So. You know, this is me. I'll trust your opinion. You know your stuff way better than us. I am not. I'm not a Civil War dude. I'm really not. And I, but, but you know, I what? appreciate you, you guys. Got it though. You guys have been nailing it. This is just fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Trying. Well, like Avery. this is the squad that I want to roll with in Verdance because you guys know your shit. Even though you've never dance squads. Yeah. Oh, I have dog. I have dog. Don't worry about Verdance. it. I, <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll see you in Verdansk, dog. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, I mean, this guy seemed really dumb. I almost feel like I almost feel yeah, bad. Yeah, he's for so him. stupid. I almost feel bad for this guy. Why? So, just to fit in. Why are you the, like the only guy that gets caught so in the dumb. group? Like it was just so <laughs> stupid. Like I feel like this is like the the kid that that believes in professional wrestling and then gets his ass beat. Wait, what are you saying? What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what was there not to believe? No, I gotta ask you something. What, Travis? Um, are you happy I researched <laughs> this guy? I don't know why I said that. To be honest, with you. I don't know why I, I I've been drinking. I don't know why I said I have to ask. You don't need Travis's don't approval. To. I'm just yeah. no. I'm you just need glad. Avery's. I'm backing up. Avery, thank you for joining us. Yeah. For this, yes. Thank you for this wonderful this episode so much and fun. educating us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. I do. I do have somebody. I don't know if you guys want to keep going. I don't know what your time looks like. I I did not prepare for this, but I have somebody who can qualify as a roaster, um, for sure. All right. So so from the fucking from the rafters, Avery comes in and he's what? bringing another fucking another man, brother, another stupid ass <laughs> rebel to fucking roast, brother. You sprung this on us. I did spring this one on you because I'm going to tell you guys right now, I did prepare for the Union side of things. I did not prepare for the Confederate. Oh, fair enough. Uh, so I wanted to talk about a guy by the name of John Brown Gordon. Yeah. Uh, he's born February 6th, 1832 in Upson County, Georgia. Um, and he will eventually die January 9th, 1904. So he's going to make it to the 20th century. Uh, he's going to die at age 71 in Miami, Florida. Oh, well, good places. Wow. Oh, yeah. Miami! Um, he's probably yes, going for a yes. tummy tuck. And it didn't it's go big, too Big well. surprise here. He is a Democrat. Now, the thing about John B. Gordon is that 
Um, why does why is he important? So we uh, the reason I like like shitting on him a lot is that after the war, uh, he's going to become good, good, good friends with someone who we've already talked about this evening, and that guy um, Cody knows very well <gasps> is Nathan Bedford Forrest. John B. Gordon will become the leader of the Georgia branch of the Ku Klux Klan. And John B. Gordon had had a very devout service to the Confederate Army before uh, the Civil War. And (laughs) what I mean by that is these guys were planning this long in advance. Uh, But John B. Gordon gets a lot of recognition for being one of the fiercest fighters. He fights in every single battle um, of the American Civil War from First Bull Run to Appomattox. So he is in the Eastern Theater. He's fighting in Virginia with the Army of Northern Virginia under Robert E. Lee for pretty much all of the war. Um, at the Battle of Antietam, yeah, John B. Gordon, of all people, at the Battle of Antietam, which is known as the single bloodiest day in American military history, you have 23,000 men on both sides killed, captured, wounded, or missing See, but at Avery, the Battle of Antietam. I think you hinted at it before. I don't count the fucking rebels. <laughs> That's very true. That's you know very I mean? true. They, they, so, they, they, okay, so so in this case, Travis, like at the Battle of Antietam in one day, the American army loses twelve thousand men killed, captured, wounded, or missing. That's bad for one day. That's still really like, that's bad. still that's still really rough. Like that's yeah. like damn guys, like Jesus. Yeah. Um so John B. Gordon was defending a portion of the Confederate line at the center at Antietam. And it is a portion of the line known as the Sunken Road. If you ever get out to Antietam National Battlefield, you go to the Sunken Road. You can see where John B. Gordon's unit just littered uh, the Sunken Road. Literally, the bodies were so thick that men could not touch bare ground. They just were walking on bodies. That's how thick it was in the Sunken Road. Now, before that happened, they had been laying out Union soldiers coming at them in open fields. But... A uh, guy by the name of Francis Barlow, who's going to rise to become a division commander in the Union's Second Corps during uh, during the American Civil War. Um, he his troops um, are going to get up on a high ground position and they're going to start shooting down this sunken road uh, on top of John B. Gordon's Georgians. And uh, man, dude, do they get fucked up? John B. Gordon gets shot. Uh, I think once, first time he gets shot through the hand. Then he gets shot in the chest, Ooh, and then he gets shot good. a third time through the face. And he lives. And he falls face down in the dirt. And the only reason he survives is because all the blood that was drowning him pouring out of his face, because uh, his face was like in his kepi, in his hat. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, there was a hole in his kepi. That's where all the blood drained out of. Oh, yeah. So it's cutter. super, super metal. And because of this one fucking hole, uh, in his hat, this little asshole didn't drown in his old blood. But um, John B. Gordon will go to fight on well, in every major battle after this. So he's at the Battle of Fredericksburg. He's at the Battle of Chancellorsville. Well, at the Battle of Gettysburg. Chest shot back then. Like a chest shot. He, he lived with a chest shot. He lived with a face shot. He got shot in the face, Mike. He got shot in the face, and he survived. Yeah. So back then, it was crazy. Holy fuck. So yeah. I know there was there was rifle units Pure back evil then, right? Keeps Avery, but, but the majority was still muskets, right? So I, I'm sorry, I, I missed your question. I said what there, about muskets. And- there, there were rifle units back then, but the majority were still mu- smooth. So muskets, here's the thing right? about the muskets. So when you think when you hear the word musket, you're gonna probably think of smooth bore revolutionary style muskets where you shoot at someone from like ten yards away and you still might miss them because they're that inaccurate. Right. Well, by the American. 
excuse me, Rick and Morty moment. Anyway, by the American Civil War, your muskets are so rifled that the balls are spinning when they leave the barrel, which is like unheard of. And this was actually started during the Mexican-American War, and um, it's perfected during the Civil War. The rifling enables ammunition to fly closer and closer to the target that you that you're trying to hit right and um so i own, still you know, I, I own a brown best which is like it's, yeah. it's it's a like a patent 1812 brown best and that shit can't shoot straight for, for garbage <laughs> have you Fairly shot it shoot yep. yeah yeah <laughs> tom and i have shot it but but so here are you still getting the same? Do you know if you're still getting the same blast exit you would with, um, like a like a musket? So most of the muskets being used are a Springfield 1852 model mm-hmm. or a 1859 Richmond Enfield or something like that. Like so, Enfield, Springfield, these muskets they're all rifled. They're all very very accurate. You're definitely going to have more accuracy with these muskets now. People always ask me when I was a park ranger, okay, so with this rifling, how is anyone surviving if they're shooting at each other from point blank range? And what you have to remember is that when a musket shoots, it discharges this big blast smoke. And the more you shoot, the more smoke you produce. So really visibility is limited on a battlefield, on a Civil War battlefield, by the amount of smoke you're discharging. So you could be about half a mile away from somebody or even 50 yards away from somebody and still not see them because of all the smoke discharging from the muskets, discharging from the cannons. It's wild. Now, of course, that's all out the window by the 20th century when we get to World War One. but in American Civil War, all that smoke just might save your life. Right. Um, and what's interesting about John B. Gordon is that, yeah, like this man gets shot. He gets, he gets fucked up at Antietam without, you know, sugarcoating it. He... Definitely gets fucked up, and he is just a real motherfucker about it for the rest of the war. So he's going to have a very distinguished service in the Army of Northern Virginia. He's going to lead one of the last Confederate uh, offensives against the Union Army of the Potomac at the uh, Siege of Petersburg or the Petersburg Campaign. Uh Uh, He will attack a position known as Fort Stedman, and he will seize the fort but be unable to hold it, and then he's going to get his little ass spanked going back to the Confederate lines. And after that, Union will break through on April 2nd, 1865 at Petersburg, and they will drive them all the way to the Appomattox Courthouse, where they will inevitably surrender to Ulysses S. Grant's forces. Now, what's interesting is that John B. Gordon, when he surrenders, he surrenders to a guy that was played by Jeff Daniels in a Civil War movie that was on TV. <laughs> no in the shit. Yeah, so he surrenders to Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain. And it's a really interesting time for the uh, Army of the Potomac and the Army of Northern Virginia because they've been rivals for so, so long. But, I mean, you guys have to understand the fighting that we see in 1864 and 1865 is some of the most brutal depictions of combat the U.S. military has ever seen. You have men fighting every single day. Every single day. I mean, combat constantly in and out. And many of these combat situations are very close quarter they're gonna have men beaming each other with their muskets like with the butts of their muskets just clubbing each other shooting each other stabbing each other um there's there's this one there's one point where john b gordon is actually on the battlefield he is at spotsmania courthouse it's during the battle of what's called the mule shoe salient uh for 22 hours of sustained hand-to-hand combat the union and confederate forces will go at it 
you will see 17,000 casualties, 9,000 wow. Union and 8,000 Confederate soldiers be killed, captured, wounded, or missing in about 200 yards of ground. So Jeez. two football fields, 17,000 men killed, captured, wounded, or missing in a position that was just an angle in a series of entrenchments. So, And it is some of the most metal shit you will ever come across. Even, even up until World War One, the U.S. Army was teaching bayonet hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. And there's manuals. I mean, they, they yep. taught it in World War II a little bit, but mainly in World War One is where it stopped, where you're basically, you're learning how to use a spear. And if you think about some yeah. of these older weapons, right, like you get one shot and then, you know, if they're far, far enough away, you reload, you fucking crank that shit. It's a whole oh, process. And, yeah. But if they're close enough, it, all you have is a long stick with a spike uh, at the end of it. End, yeah. <laughs> yeah no for sure effective and, though and like it's it's really effective uh the thing about a bayonet when it stabs you it's a triangular blade triangular stab wounds do not heal yeah they stay open and it's and really so hard for medics most to close likely them. it's mortal yeah it's very hard to close them you're gonna probably get a lot of guys bleeding out from gut from gut wounds or stab wounds or whatever in, in various places um but yeah john b gordon is at the site of one of those bloody incidents at the mule shoe. So if you ever get down to Spotsylvania courthouse battlefield in Fredericksburg, Virginia, just know if you get to the mule shoe, that is the single bloodiest site on the American soil in terms of one of the most metal examples of civil war combat. I mean, literally men in pouring down rain, stabbing, clubbing, shooting each other in the face at point blank range for 22 sustained hours. So nonstop in pouring down rain in trenches that are flooding with rainwater, with blood, with mud, men are getting smushed into the earth. Like it is wild. John B. Gordon's there for that and still is an asshole afterwards. So, so um, wait, still is going to survive the war. Avery, you, yes. you mentioned metal. I know there's quite a few, and I'm going to throw this back to Tom. There's quite a few metal bands. I mean, there's like, what, Dio? Uh, Dio, it's time not, to go. Not, not that yes. Dio. There's one that's like a, it's like a uh, Roman battle band. There's like Viking metal bands. Ooh, Is there any Civil War bands? There's a World War One band. Oh, Ooh, World War One okay. band. Yeah. I I have I have not come across a Civil War metal band yet. Um, I hope to do it. I had this idea that we would have like a Civil War metal opera that like kind of just described the whole Overland campaign between Ulysses S. Grant and Robert E. Lee. Well, like, ghosts? It's just, like, metal for the whole fucking time. Like, some fucking uh, Metallica or some freaking uh, Dio or... Hmm. Um, Limp Bizkit. Jeez, I keep I keep going. Limp um, Bizkit, yeah. Um, Limp- I don't know. <laughs> I, I could see a band. There's got to be a power metal band that got Dragon really Force. into that. I could definitely see them doing some shit like Yeah, that. right? Band, like, can like- you just picture it? Like, Holy Diver is literally the song that describes the whole Overland campaign. Holy it's, just, it's just the best fucking song in the world. But the point is, is that it? Um, this whole this whole war ends with John B. Gordon getting away, escape, you know, getting away scot-free. Because, you know, Grant lets everybody go at Appomattox. He says, you know what? You are our brother in again. And the funny thing is Grant regrets that. He regrets that moment. He says, I shouldn't have been that lenient. These guys are assholes. They all went and joined Nathan Bedford Forrest's KKK bullshit. 
Uh, John B. Gordon gets on board with that, becomes not just a Georgia senator who is a Democrat and is very much against uh, the enfranchisement of black voters after the war, but he does run the Georgia branch of the Ku Klux Klan. So Gordon is a piece of shit. Um, mm -hmm. I don't have a lot on him in the spur of the moment, but that's that's kind of like the whole epitome of it. He's a dickhead who deserves to be roasted. And um, yeah, once again, like Forrest, he shot six times over the course of the war and does not die. Wow. So, um, what a penis bump. Yeah. He, he I like sucks. how you he said, like, oh, sure. this is all I know off the top of my head. Although you were on par <laughs> with the prior three presentations. Honestly, there are people who can probably do it a lot better than me. I, I'm like, you know, uh, uh, like a basic, I'm, I'm a basic bitch. Uh, you know? No, I, I false. Have my, no, I have my, you don't, my stuff. You don't, but. No, look, it's roast mortem. You can say that about me, <laughs> but you can't say that about yourself. So, so I, I can't be a basic work. bitch, but you can there be you a go. basic bitch, Tom. You go, oh. Someone else could speak better about Civil War guy better. No, let's see if they can <laughs> let's see if they can survive six shots or something. Say something hyper violent that you wouldn't actually do. You know, it's fun. Yeah, yeah but this is, that's the thing. That's like these these guys who go on to be like super evil motherfuckers just like survive multiple wounds during the war, and you're like, really? Nobody could headshot this guy. Like, I, what the fuck? Well, Mike, Mike uh, could in CS:GO. Yeah, one tap him. They didn't have AKs one back D, then, right? Yeah, one digs hard. <laughs> thump, 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 thump. Yeah, you guys yeah, aim but, for the head. Look, you know, one like I said before, their racism keeps them alive. They can focus all yeah, the terrible it really things. Does. Just like Mike. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Mike, I can't believe it. You're able to focus into video games. That's better. You know why? Because uh, I'm a loser. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a no. great transition. No. no. I disagree with any of you that think you guys are losers. You I'm not. Awesome. I think these guys oh, are champions. Oh, yeah. Cody's like, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm I'm always, I'm a, I've always been kind of a badass. So, you know. I'm a champ Ferguson. <laughs> You're very champ. Champ, champ Ferguson. Goods, yeah. No, bo to, to Boss Ferguson, who fought for the <laughs> yeah. Union. Hugo Boss Ferguson. Boss Ferguson. All right. Good old Boss Hog Ferguson. But yeah, that's all I got for John. We're going to connect after we finish rolling about some sources because the one I'm reading is very lost causey. Um, oh, no. Yeah, you got to be careful with that. There's a lot of books and articles out there that will try to paint Confederates as victims, will try to paint Confederates as the unsung heroes of the war. People, they're the bad guys of the story. Whether you're North or South, they're the villains. Yeah. I'm sorry to say, not sorry. Yeah. These guys are assholes. Yeah. And they deserve no glorification. They deserve no fucking jerk-offness. They deserve absolutely no statues. Yeah. So, take like, them. we can remember history, but, like, take it for what you will. These guys were shitheads, yeah. and they were not on the right side of history. So that's all I have to say on that. No, Jenna. One, one more thing <laughs> before we end, Avery. And I, I wanted to ask you this when I, when I brought you on. What do you feel about, because, like, everyone's got to play the hmm. bad guy, right? <laughs> so yeah. what do you feel about Confederate, like, uh, reenactors? Hmm. Oh, interesting. So, okay, so I do have a lot of reenactor friends. They do Union, they do Confederate, they do Brits, they do French, they do Americans, oh, they do pretty much that. any war you can shake a stick at that has rifles involved. Mm -hmm. um, so the thing about Confederate reenacting, if you want to play a Confederate in a reenactment, go right ahead. But don't get lost in it. Don't fucking get all like, yeah, I love fucking 
slavery and I hate black people. And, you know, because I've met Confederate. If I had a nickel every time I heard that in that accent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like the point is like I've met people who will go like that in the but they'll be like, oh, but it was just for the role. And I'm like, yeah, but read the fucking room, my guy. You got like you got a fucking stars and bars. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, like chill out, dude. Like these guys are not somebody you need to glorify. Yeah. No, That's the biggest no, thing. Brother. Don't glorify yeah, that don't t- glorify the Confederate. That's not a Confederate tattoo. That's a Pantera tattoo, brother. Uh, trust me, I don't. I don't like the Confederacy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, the point is, is that yeah. Look, I've I've come across many reenactors. Many of them are my friends, and I will at least acknowledge that when the camera stops rolling or the sun goes down, they're like themselves again or whatever. Right. But like the reenactors who go too fucking far. Like I've met uh SS reenactors <laughs> from World War II, and they are super into it to the point where they're like Neo-Nazis. trying to like usher you away. And I'm like, you guys fucking prod me with your little MP forty again. I'm gonna fucking shove it up your ass. Um <laughs> I those, can't be like, real. That, those can't be real at this point oh, yeah, in history. Oh, they but they have been real though, Pretty Cody. Hard. That's the thing. These people get super into it They're and they like bad. play they like playing a role and then they, they always use that as the defense that, oh well, I was just reenacting. I wasn't serious about yeah. it. And I'm like, okay, well, here's the thing, my guy. Like, it's one thing to do like a role play reenacting of a unit, but like to get so into it that you're proudly displaying a swastika in the United States. Like, I like how you refer to this gentleman good. as my guy. That's exactly what I would do. Uh, too. What like, are you doing, my guy? My Seriously, guy. like, Hello, what is the a, damage, my guy? It's a play like, swastika. Come on. It's just like, fun. Yeah, I didn't mean anything by it. I was just uh, fucking around. You're the one getting all piece. super sensitive. God. I'm like, oh, I'm super sorry that the black guy is sensitive around a swastika. But, you know, no worries. <laughs> yeah, right. But like it, those, it's, it's def- those yeah, guys with ahead. the swastikas that are like, yeah, it's uh, Buddhist. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, right. yeah. Escape so, yeah, like, like yeah, like swastika, swastika is like the Hindu symbol for peace. And it's like. You know, they always like to hide behind it. But yeah, like if you're going to role play somebody, if you're going to reenact somebody, fucking read the room and don't go super into it. Just do it for like the purpose of like, yeah, this is what this asshole looked like. You know what? I would feel a lot better All right. if reenactors right. were like, this guy sucked. This guy was a piece of shit, but I am dressed like him right now. So you can see what it looked like. Somebody, and that's all. Yeah. Somebody's got to be all Cobra we fucking Corp. need. It's Kate. Yeah. going to warp. Uh, Someone's got to be Cobra. Yeah, but yeah, the point is, is, you know, yeah, don't, don't get lost in it. Don't fucking be proud of it. And sure shit, don't glorify it. Because if you glorify something like the Confederacy or the Third fucking Reich, God forbid. I can't believe there's been three of them. A neo-Nazi then when you're glorifying it, right? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Mike. Yeah, these fucking guys. And the thing is, some of them are fucking Nazis. Yeah. Like, they're re- down, yeah. like, it's I've had death it. threats from reenactors before who be like, don't you dare come around our encampment. I'm like, don't worry, I won't. And anyway, <laughs> like, it, it's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> You're right. I'm going to send you to the FBI. But, um, like, yeah. it's just this whole fucking thing with reenacting it. I think people sometimes cross the line, but. 
You know, I, 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 I think there are great ways to educate people about the past. And if you want to get dressed up and look like a Confederate soldier to educate people for sure, but do it good, do yeah. it the justice that it deserves. Don't fucking be a weirdo about it. Don't be like, yeah, my folks were the proud heroes of this war yeah. and we did nothing wrong because, because I've had that experience and I'm telling you those fucking people are not part of the solution. They are absolutely part of the They're problem. They're yeah, it's it's not it's not centered on any term of reality at all. Like it's just not promoting truth. It's promoting this that lost cause narrative that we talked about right. at the beginning. It's it's definitely this. Oh well, we're good people on both sides and all this bullshit. No, and I'm no, like, yeah, no, you know what? Everybody. Well, here's ev- the one thing everybody you gotta in, give. Here's the one yeah. thing you got to give the lost cause people. A lot of them have no idea otherwise. Yeah, like, truly, and that's all uh, they've been no. taught. Truly, that's all no. they've been taught. Like that, they they will fucking fight you, even if you're like, oh, I have like ten books that says you're wrong, and <laughs> of those ten books, four of them are fucking journals from the people that lived at the time saying, "Yo, bro, this is exactly what this shit. is about." Yeah, right. Yeah. And then they're still gonna be like, "No, my one textbook that was written in 1965 says you're wrong, you damn libtard." Well, like, well, Facebook is so y'all fuck go take us over, motherfuckers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> my Facebook news and, and it's just like ridiculous. So you you just gotta fucking take it for a grain of salt. Like if you see reenactors out there and they seem to be too too into being Confederates, then maybe be like, oh how cute, fucking racist in the I wild. Like, that's um, the best but, thing to know. call racist. Like oh yeah, you're like, cute. cute. They oh, hate that cute. shit. <laughs> so yeah, they're like, well I'm serious. I'm a big and then it's just. Just stupid shit after that, but well, yeah, I, 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 it's whatever. I, I'm, I'm used to it by now, so maybe I'm just jaded on it. You're but a strong like, man, yeah, Avery. It, it's I, I do what I can. I do what I can. I've only seen uh, a few reenactors in my life, and they've all been uh, making a nail at some kind of forgery <laughs> place where they're just like, "Hi, welcome to the town." It's like, okay, that's a so relatively peaceful me, thing. I don't think that there's. Let me say this there is a difference between living historians and reenactors. Living historians are people who will try to educate you based on fact and they will be dressed in the garb of the time. But they're going to yeah. be like, let me tell you how shitty my life was. And well, yeah, yeah uh, you're going to uh, learn yeah. something. No, and then I, you I gotta, go to the Hold on. Fair. I got to ask you seriously, though. You know the difference between this. Why do all yeah. these. What'd you call them? Excuse me. It was history. Lost causes. No, living historians, living historians versus reenactors. Right. No, no. I I understand that. Why do they all wear sketchers? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking I can't. I can't answer that shit, man. No, and then there's always that asshole at the Red Fair. There's always that asshole at the Red Fair that's Doctor Who. And you're like, you're not funny, dude. Or the away team for the Star Trek Enterprise. Well, now thanks to. Now, thanks to Loki, people are bit dressing as like the Uh-oh. time variant authority. Just so you know, Tom, the 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 accepted terminology nowadays is person of color, Smith. Close. <laughs> oh, wow! Oh, I see what so you did, rude, Cody. Cody. That yeah. was a that was a long reach, but I I figured it out. Do you see how long I, I held on to that? Look, 
Yeah, that, I, I see that, and maybe it's just bad. because that's I've been drinking comedy. so you much wine. To uh, but the point is, I finally got that, and I was so, like, "What? What is he saying?" So there you go. This is our master series on the Confederate <laughs> douchebag rebel confederacy. Thank you so much, Avery, for coming Cheers. on the show. We're definitely going to have you back. Thank you for, for having uh, me. I will be glad to be back for sure. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to it, man. Uh, All well, right. If you enjoyed the episode, uh, if you made it this far. You've obviously wow. enjoyed. Congratulations. If, if you didn't enjoy and you're just here, what's wrong with you? Get your Are you shit a masochist? Together. Get what's your shit up? together. Go to patreon.com slash rosemortemcast. There, yeah. you'll have the opportunity. The privilege. And the honor to give us money. I've yet to get any swag from you guys. So. You're not getting anything. Fuck yeah, you, Mike. Stuff looks so good, though. I like, I like the, all the gear you guys I'm going to get you the hat with the dick on it. That's what I want. Okay. Good. We have a hat with a dick in it. Uh, Rosemortemcast.com. A website that Travis set up with his eyes and fingers. <laughs> a lot of 404 links. <laughs> yes. It's a good time. There's a graph there. Shrimp, Spider-Man, all these things on the graph. Yeah. Um, Root admin password to log in. And don't yes, say that. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh what else do we have social medias we're on all of them now uh, avery yeah. plug your stuff one more time before we plug anything up. yeah yes so i am the creator and host of battles of mantra podcast you can find <clears throat> us on spotify itunes and any major listening platform out there uh give us a follow and a like on instagram facebook and twitter we are on all three of those social media motherfucking platforms and uh yeah we will be around and hope so to hear good. some of you guys over there uh yeah. indulging in some of our fun fun times so thank you guys again for having me this is oh thank you fucking tastic hell yeah dog I'm so enthusiastic us, yeah dude this is great all right we'll have you back on very soon uh i think we spilled the beans on what episode that will be so look forward to that <laughs> and uh thank you Shane, for listening <laughs> thank you shane Oh, thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Tom's got two microphones. All right, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs>